Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 129 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? We are back, continuing our Season 2 commentary series with Episode 222, Three Minutes. Or as you could call it, more reasons why Michael will get damned on this island. (laughs) (laughs) If he doesn't feel guilty enough, we can learn other ways in which he's betraying the group. So many betrayals. So many. (sighs) We didn't ask you to do anything, Michael. (laughs) We only suggested that you do something or we kill your son. That's it. We didn't ask you. That's all. There's no contract written here. Uh, That was your choice. We just, we gave you a suite of options and... A whole suite. (laughs) And you chose the, uh, the, the worst option. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you deserve what you got. We were wondering why you didn't just ask for Walt back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like it would have been simpler, but you no, didn't want that. Part of the suite, you know. <laughs> it was on the back of the menu, but, uh, it was on there. <laughs> Alright, so, um, we're just coming off a of question mark. A pretty cool episode. Um... Yeah. Really, really good stuff with the, with the whole, uh, lock and echo, um, path on the island kind of ideas, uh, which are yep. really interesting. So now we're coming back to, uh, the others and the whole Michael Walt story. And this is, you know, this is where Michael goes, of course, has now gone off the rails, um, as a character mm-hmm. that you like, cause you're like, okay, well, let's see if what he's done so far is justified. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of waiting for him to explain himself at this point. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, it comes down to, well, you didn't tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just their thing they love on Lost is where the bad guy is always like, don't blame me for that thing. Right. You're don't right. Don't blame me for that thing I made you do. That totally sounds like a man in black thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't do nothing to you. <laughs> I didn't make yeah. it, I may have run you into a tree, but I didn't put the tree there. <laughs> <laughs> you think I planted that tree? Now you're gonna blame me for planting a tree? Even though I've been on the island long enough to have planted that tree? Maybe, okay, maybe I did plant that maybe tree. I technically planted all the trees in this area, <laughs> nevertheless. It doesn't mean it's my fault when you run into them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I've realized about Lost that I don't think I really saw when the show was on is that like the um the end of the season so there's there's like two modes, right? We just came off this question mark episode and in that episode we have uh you know, well we have Locke of course, we have uh, Echo, we have dreams, you know, we have probably men in black getting involved, you know, so we have like a kind of hint of the bigger story. The, you know. the villain we don't even know is is the villain yet, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And who, you know, will remain hidden for the rest of the season, you know. The Voldemort, and, if you will. Exactly, yeah, totally, totally. That's what it's like. It's like Harry Potter, yeah, exactly. Like, there's this sort of story hovering in the background, but then you have 
the end of the seasons, if you think about like the end of the seasons for, for most uh, seasons, mm-hmm. it's usually a much more like practical yeah. problem. Yeah. The logistics of, 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 of solving some issue. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a conflict with the others or the freighter or, you know, it's, uh, you know, they got to do the incident. You know, there's some like basic kind of real world mission mm-hmm. that they have to do. It's, it's action oriented. Exactly. And I think I didn't really realize that when we were watching the show, like the way this show has two modes, you know, sort of the basic action adventure mode and then like the mystery weird mythology mode and and how like in finales, they really don't do a lot of the mythology stuff. It's much more Mm -hmm. action oriented. And so like here, I think we're kind of transitioning into the action mode because now we're going to talk about the conflict with the others. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that was definitely a pattern we noticed was just the, the ramping up, you know, towards the end of the season. You knew at yeah. a certain point, okay, now you're not going to be sitting around the campfire singing songs, uh, we, right. with a musical montage at, you know, at the end of these episodes. Um, right. And, and, and they're definitely, they were big about, uh, explosive finales. So yeah, uh, some literally. <laughs> 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 most literally really actually yeah most literally pretty much every finale something explodes <laughs> that just that's just part of the that's just part of the deal you know gotta blow it up if you, if you have a finale we're gonna blow up something Something's but i know i feel like this pattern is really consistent like in season one you had like uh, I think the close, I mean, obviously you had Christian appearing to Jack, that was early on, and you had like the, the Deus Ex Machina dream where he sees the, the plane and stuff, and that, you know, that's where you have sort of the, the bigger players coming to play, but then like at the end of the season, it's about the raft, it's about the others, it's about, you know, breaking into the hatch. Yeah. You know, where, and this season we have this question mark episode we just came off and the earlier smoke monster stuff. But here in, here in the final episode, it's going to be about the others. They want these people and so on. And about like, we're not going to push the button in the hatch anymore. Yeah. You know, and, uh, in season three, like you had, well, you had a lot of stuff, but I mean, you had, for example, the infamous cabin episode, um, you know, that was just towards the end of the season. But then in the end of the season, it wasn't about that. It was about stopping the others from kidnapping the pregnant women and about contacting the freighter, yeah. you know. And and so – and then in season four, you have the cabin – the second cabin episode. Again, it's not the finale. The finale is about escaping the island, you mm-hmm. know. Getting, getting off and also yeah, it's like. It's never leading up to that interesting mystery they, they put in the middle of the season. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not leading up to that. It's always leading up to some, some conflict, some character conflict. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah, what the characters do. And it's usually characters interacting with other characters. Occasionally, the big players get involved in the finales, but usually it's very brief. Mm-hmm. And it's not, they don't play pivotal roles until obviously the end of the show. At that point, it's a bit different. But, you know, if you think about those early seasons, they all kind of have that pattern. They put that weird mystery in the middle, and then at the end of the season, it's really not about that at all. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's even sort of true. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, obviously season five, you know, kind of has 
it, it ends with the big Jacob and Man Black reveal. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the exception because they had to tell us that at some point. And yeah. so it sort of makes sense that they told us that in the finale. But I think season six actually kind of holds to it because there's a lot of mysteries uh, that they that they introduce in season six that aren't really answered. And the finale is not really about those things at all. Yeah. It's not about like, what is the island or why are we here? Does the sickness exist? Blah, blah. It's not about any of these things. It's really just about, you know, uh, these people want to get off the island. We have to kill man in black, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like much more sort of basic task oriented, you know? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, I think I, I did realize that the action was ramping up, but I kind of thought that I kind of thought that there would be uh, answers to go with that, you know. But it's only, only now looking back that I realized that wasn't really the case, <laughs> you know. Well, speaking of that, I think this is a good point to bring up um, the uh, what we were talking about off podcast which was the, uh, you know, this is the 10-year anniversary of Lost, and um, oh, yeah. uh, they, the uh, Carlson and Damon and the cast were on the Paley Fest uh, panel, and, you know, that made some news the last week or two um, with them basically not answering anything. But uh, That's usual. One of the most interesting things they said, uh, which... You know, along with, you know, that Lost Writer's Guide being very pivotal and, uh, and understanding the show, I would say this is, this is the, you know, and that being the beginning of the ideas for the show, I think this, this, this yeah. book ends with that well, this whole idea. So one of the things that they said was, uh, I forget the phrasing exactly, so correct me if, with the phrasing, but they basically said two things. They, that they, they, and the, the whole idea of like, what they did with the finale was they answered a question nobody asked. Mm-hmm. So, so you have this show, which is, which is a, a, a mystery show, which has a lot of questions. Most go unanswered. And what they decide to do with the finale is not answer the big questions they all know everyone is asking. And then maybe even other questions, you know, that, are less important, but they might want to talk about. They just, they go 180 and they decide to answer two big questions. No one was asking, which is what is the meaning of life? Mm-hmm. And what is the afterlife? Yeah. And looking like if you would have told me in the beginning of the show, that those are the two questions the show was going to answer. <laughs> I, I, I would just, I'd be like, What? <laughs> like yeah. i'm gonna watch this show and the big question i should be asking is what is the meaning of life yeah because this show is telling me <laughs> and it's also gonna tell me about the afterlife mm-hmm. and it's just it's so carlton and damon to me to 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 um I can't even figure out the right phrasing, but but the, they have this uncanny ability to sort of like know know what would satisfy the audience and do the exact opposite in, <laughs> in, a, in a disproportional amount, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's just so it's so classic them that 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 that, that, that this this idea came out that yeah. 
they decided, okay, we won't answer these big questions that we brought up ourselves. We'll answer two questions that people have been asking forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we won't even tell you that that's, that's what our point is. You know, right. so that's what he said. He said that the, the ending of Lost had to be a spiritual thing, um, which is again, like something you wouldn't have necessarily expected, uh, to go towards. Um, so yeah, so anyway, I thought that was a pretty, uh, pretty big revelation. I mean, to, to just frame the end of the show just with simply saying, okay, these are the two questions we want to answer. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, well now I get why you did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I didn't really, so there's a couple of, like, takeaways that I have from that. I mean, well, the first, the first is, it kind of makes me ask the question, like, if the ending of the series, like, sort of answers the question, what's the meaning of life? What does it tell us is the meaning of life? Like, is it, is it, uh, having a, group of people that you bond with or something is is that I what it tells us that, the meaning of life little, is i think it's a little nebulous but i think it's 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 something about the meaning of life is to have close connections to people or yeah or, or maybe there even is more just general um you know examples of how to live or something morality you know of these people making bad decisions and bad things happening sort of a thing i don't know but i think yeah, yeah maybe just at the very least this whole idea of the um having these you know the the meaning of life being uh having powerful experiences and, and connections to people yeah yeah so that's i mean it's it's interesting and i think not entirely irrelevant in terms of what they told us about the island that like that the the meaning of life question would would come up at the end of the series. I I do wish that they had figured out a way to tie that together a little more with um you know the questions they did ask mm-hmm. on the show. You know what I mean? Like what's the island and there seems to be a connection between life and what's on the island and could we could we somehow make the island relevant to that sort of discussion, you know, like, I, I, I think that's one thing that it was kind of weird for me about the ending. It seemed like the island didn't really matter very much. It was more just about, you know, the meaning of life, like, you know, the island's sort of irrelevant in terms of that question. Well, you know? they missed a lot on the island, right? I mean, they missed making the island relevant to the world you know, of the present yeah. time, you know, like, right. hey guys, good thing we all landed on the island and had this, this six season adventure because we ended up saving the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been something like that would have been satisfying. And then the yeah. other part of that is, hey guys, good thing we were on the island because that gave us, you know, some advantage with the afterlife. Now, I do think that right. you, you are supposed to think the island mattered because of the flash sideways. I think you could maybe argue that without the island, they wouldn't have had to flash sideways. Right. So that's the thing. Like, my takeaway from this was kind of the opposite. Like, the fact that he says, uh, let's see, I actually have it. Um, uh, yeah, they decide to solve a mystery we, we never asked. What's the meaning of life and what happens when you die? You know, so the fact that, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the fact that he phrased that in such a generic way, like what happens when you die and saying that they answered that question. I mean, it suggests to me that 
that's what happens when everyone dies, regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe of... That's, yeah, that's the idea, I think. I think that is supposed to be the idea, like that you always end up in a place where you wait for the people that you're going to move yeah. on with. Exactly. And, you know, it just so happened that most of the people they were moving on with were from the island, but... You know, so not all. The idea is, is if, if, if it weren't for the island, they, it wouldn't have been those people, right? It would have been other, other people. Right. 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 So they're, they're bonded together sort of around the island, but it didn't, it, the way he phrases it, it seems to me like we're not supposed to think that the island is the reason the Flash Sideways exists, you know? Mm-hmm. No. But I, on the, yeah, I, but it, it's like a, yeah, I don't think it is the reason it exists that you're right. I, yeah. I think it's, it, it, you know, obviously with Desmond and stuff, like, there's a way to, you know, the island is connected to that place. Mm-hmm. But it isn't, yeah, yeah, I think that's supposed to be, cause, cause they want the meaning to be more universal, right? They don't want right. it to be like, well, you can have a flash sideways afterlife <laughs> if you go crash on the island. It's like, exactly. No, this is how, you know, afterlife works for everybody. Right. And to tie together with this episode, you know, we also had Michael, obviously, stuck on the island saying uh, he – because of what he did and saying he can't move on. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whispers are. You know, that's the big answer we get in season six. You know, that move on thing, I mean, that's explicitly something they say the Flash Sideways is for, mm-hmm. you know? And so it that kind of makes a connection between the island and the afterlife, you know, as though there's a relationship between the two. But I feel like they kind of fail to make that clear, you know, or like really tie it together. I mean, is the island responsible or connected directly to everyone's afterlife? I mean, how far does it go if you – do something bad, can you be stuck on the island even if you didn't do that bad thing on the island? Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how universal is that part of the story? Maybe the, maybe the island is like a doorway, you know, a passage between, you know, the, the re- normal reality and, 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 and the first afterlife or whatever. Afterlife, stop A. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. first floor afterlife. Um, <laughs> And, and so if you do something bad on the island, you, you, you know, you sort of get, cause, cause you have the idea of moving on both as a ghost on the island and as a flash sideways person, right? You, yeah. you have to, you have to realize your, your mistake or get rid of your guilt mm-hmm. or whatever you need to do to move on in both cases. So maybe the idea right. is that the island is a, is a passageway in between. And so if you're on the island, you're Michael, you do all this bad stuff, you have this guilt, when you die, you, you, you don't get to move on to the flash sideways. You're, you're sort of stuck still here on the island. Whereas like if, if, if you were, you know, not on the island, you did the same bad stuff, you're, you're not where that doorway is. So you would just, I guess, move on to the flash sideways and then be really stuck there for a long time. Right. Versus, you know, if you're on the island, then you, you, somehow you come back. I don't know. It's the best I can do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean. Well, but it's, there's something there with the island, I think, being a connection, right? And obviously we know it connects even two places on Earth, right? You know, so. Right. So, and, and then there's supposed to be other pockets around, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think there's other places people can get stuck and maybe they would even go on so far as to say, like, 
that's where hauntings come from or something mm-hmm. you know, is is uh, there's a pocket of energy under that place and right and people get stuck there yeah yeah no i i mean i i think i think that i think that makes sense and i think based on what we've seen that's about as logical as you can get with like uh you know get you know giving it an answer but mm-hmm. I, I have to say like it no you don't have to say it it's sort of <laughs> it, it just i i think i think the idea that the idea that that was a uh uh the idea that that was a a universal uh the idea that that was a universal afterlife is mm-hmm. sort of uh i guess a bad example at best, right? Yeah, like, it's, it, I guess it just, it bothers me because, you know, it, there, it just seems so inconsistent. You know, it seems so unfair. It seems so unjust. Like, are they really saying that the afterlife is totally subjective? And, because I, I thought they sort of made a statement like that before, and I could sort of understand it if it were, this were just a special island thing. The fact that they were on the island, they have this, this, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of waiting area where they gather together, and, and it's all sort of about them, you know. Mm-hmm. And Christian does say they made it, you know. Yeah. And I don't quite know, you know, everyone makes their own place, maybe, you know. And so maybe there's a degree of subjectivity there, but it does seem to me that, you know, there are characters like Ben, for example, who, you know, have, are in the flash sideways, are not stuck on the island, have the option to move on, but, you know, they get the luxury of choosing not to. Whereas, you know, where they, what they have done, I mean, from an objective point of view, seems worse to me mm-hmm. by far than what Michael did. It's probably, but I think it's more about person. It's not someone punishing you, right? Uh, it's more about your personal feelings of moving on, right? And and self awareness, I think, is the issue. Not like, right? You know, there's a there's a court of law that's that's subjecting you to amount of time because of your punish because of your crimes. Right. Right. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. It just, uh, yeah, like, I know there's no, but it just, it, it, it seems like that would be, that would be a very, that would be a very sad afterlife, you know, if it's sort of like, it's all about how guilty you feel, how much you're going to suffer. Like, you determine your own degree. Well, that's of... just like your reality, though, right? I mean, I think it kind of, I mean, first of all, I don't think, any depiction of the afterlife is going to have some issues, but I think that it, it, it mirrors sort of the philosophy of, of our reality anyway, right? You make your own reality. We only, you know, we only assume other people actually exist. You know, we can't really prove it. And I think the idea of people making their own flash sideways afterlife is similar to people making their own reality uh, with their, you know, uh, senses and, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it makes sense, but yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that compelling. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with warmth. It doesn't like, it's not like, you know, you're going to go start a religion on this idea of, of the lost afterlife, you know, like it's so well thought out or so, um, you know, interesting that way. Right, right. Yeah, it just seems kind of unjust. I mean, I guess like, why does the afterlife have to be just, but it's just sort of, 
there's just something off-putting about, you know, like, Kimi's, like, totally cool, but, like, since Michael feels bad, he has to, like, suffer more. It's just sort of... It just seems, it just seems weirdly, like, as long as you don't give a shit, you can do whatever you want and your afterlife will be awesome. You know, it's just like, really? Like, I don't know. Mm. It's just, that, it's just a weird. Well, see, I don't know if it'd be awesome, right? Cause I mean, it, I guess the question is, what do you, what do you get in your afterlife? Um, so let's, let's take Kimi. Um, he what what was he doing? He was just a, he was still doing the same stuff, right? I mean, he was basically like a criminal guy. Yeah, yeah, he was like so, some kind of so, gangster type guy. So like I guess I de- like he in his afterlife, yeah, he didn't he didn't necessarily have any uh, apparently have any guilt over what he did in the in his in, in life. Therefore, he didn't get stuck on the island. We'll just make these assumptions here. Um, right. So in his in his flash sideways, he's just living out another version of criminal life. And I presumably he would just do that for all of time until he uh, realizes in the flash sideways the mistakes he made and then gets to move on, right? I mean, is that the idea? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, maybe. Yeah, no, you're right. Because he's, you're right. But the whole, but I'm just trying to make sure that it's not as simple as you just go do whatever you want. Like you, you do have to eventually become self-aware in order to move on to the real afterlife or else you're just stuck in flash sideways forever and then that question the biggest question was your flash sideways cool or not like maybe it is fun you know yeah uh, maybe it's not like yeah hitler shouldn't get a fun flash sideways (laughs) and be able to just have fun for eternity and 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 never really need to move on and and be you know become self-aware right Okay, yeah, no, that's true. But then I, I still wonder what differentiates them from Michael. You know, it's like, if you feel extra guilty, you don't even get a fresh sideways. Like, you you know, like, like what's no, the... No, I think Michael... See, see, the interesting thing is, right... The, because the flash sideways takes place outside of time... You know, I, I, the best thing about the show and, and the podcast is the, the great sentences you get to say, things you never thought you'd actually – words you never thought you'd put together. Since the Flash Sideways takes place out of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, then when when they go back at the end of the show to go get Michael and presumably help him move on, he could in a way – catch up to them in the flash sideways now from what we saw he he's not in their flash sideways right right but maybe he would get his own flash sideways where a version of them is there yeah if 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 those are the people he needs to be with i guess i don't know but yeah i mean i, I see what you're saying <laughs> Good. i see what you're saying you're right yeah i guess like with with that idea of there is no now, then, you know, effectively, like, everyone who's there could have spent, like, however long, you know, before that, you know, and we just don't, you know, the time doesn't become a factor. You're there yeah, when you're when, there. When Desmond shows up in the Flash Sideways, you know, when he when he flashes there, where his consciousness flashes the Flash Sideways, like, 
you know, there is no relative point to say how long these people have been in the Flash sideways, but when he gets there. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I, I do think that, uh, the, I mean, it's a little strange w- what that implies, but I do think the, the, the epilogue, uh, thing where they go and get Walt and they say we're gonna go help Michael, I mean, it does suggest that they're, you know, they envision a future where that does happen. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, where, where Michael does sort of get the chance to actually move on, you know. Um, but I, I, it still feels a bit like badly defined to me, like what the, you know, how that whole thing functions. You know, in terms of what, what decides that you get trapped on the island for a while versus living out your flash sideways forever, you know, in, in, in you know, in maybe a bad way or something, you know, like what is so that? I would, I would, uh, I would now request that you provide, uh, a version of the afterlife that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> In any other literature or uh, philosophy that you uh, uh, could find. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. But uh, no, again, I mean, like, yeah, it's it, it's really, you know, it, like most things on the show. If you drill down deep enough, you're gonna you're gonna find the problems. And yeah, it is. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I, and I think Michael is a special case. He's 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 an example of. They use him as an example for certain things, but I think he, he's, he's not, he's his own, uh, he's his own case. Yeah, and I feel like it's, it's a problem because, you know, they're also using him, like you said, I mean, they're using him to answer a mystery, a mystery they did ask, by the way. <laughs> um, now, you and... have a question now if you, if they ask that. <laughs> and, and so, I, I kind of think that, I feel like that confuses the issue a bit. Um, but if I'm, if I'm being fair, like, yeah, I'll say, I mean, it's, it is hard to come up with sort of a consistent, reasonable, like, vision of the afterlife. And also, if I'm being generous, I'll say that, you know, uh, I, I, I tip my hat to them for trying to tackle such a big subject, you know, I mean. Without anyone asking. Without anyone asking, literally, literally no one was asking for that. Nobody asked them to do this. We probably would have told them not to if yes. given the choice. It's a bad idea, but it's, like the fact that they were like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah, and I feel like it, it, it changes the whole context of whether or not the ending of Lost was good or bad. Like everyone is like, oh yeah, it was really shitty, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's like, but guys, they're trying to tell us the meaning of life and what happens after you die. Like, yeah. you know, what other show was doing that? You know, yeah, totally. Friday Night Lights was really, like, <laughs> was, was really about that, you know, like, yeah, it, it's, it just, it's really, it's really kind of crazy that they would, and I, and it, I feel like it was under the radar. Like, even though that was obviously their answer, um, that's what they gave us was the spiritual sort of summing up of things. I think the fact that it was, about death and death is naturally about these spiritual ideas that it was kind of like, oh, okay, we see why they did that. But just from a overall high level perspective to say, we're going to answer these two questions on a, on an action mystery show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you definitive answers. It's pretty crazy. Nebulous definitive answers.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, more definitive than most answers that people give to those mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is strange that they couldn't tell us what was going on with the cabin, but they could <laughs> tell us the meaning of life. It's like, yeah. really? The, it's like, who, who, who's on the outrigger? We can't <laughs> tell you. What happens after you die? Oh, we got a whole thing later. Well. Wow. <laughs> the whole multi-step process here. Well, now that one's easy. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand, but yeah, that impulse, I mean, that, that kind of subverting the audience's desires and, uh, you know, expectations. I mean, there's something I appreciate about that, even though I don't necessarily like the result. It's, it, it's in the same vein of Nikki and Paolo. It's, it's the same vein of, yeah, kind of like, that that you know, starting with that connection with the audience and 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 sort of being aware or wondering what they want and either giving them giving it to them or not or giving it to them in a way that that sucks or you know that that is counterintuitive or something you know like yeah, yeah they they they're really good about that yeah yeah exactly yeah it's strange it's strange because I I feel like most shows don't have don't have that degree of this weird back and forth, you know, relationship with the, with the audience Mm -hmm. where they, they hear what the audience says and they react to it. Yeah. You know, and you can see that reaction in the show and then that loops back on them and it, it goes back and forth, but then they have the final word because they tell you the meaning of life in the afterlife, (laughs) you know? So it's like, what are you going to do now audience? Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's, maybe, you know, it's funny you, you phrase it like that because I feel like that might help explain the, the vehement reaction is that, that, you know, yeah. Having, having a six year cycle back and forth between the show and the audience and then that being cut off with the show being over and then yeah. like, the final word is, is supremely authoritative on these huge issues. Yeah. And then the audience has no way to talk back. They can't come back. Yeah, and exactly. So, wow. I feel like that might explain why the show got such a, you know, the ending gets such a bigger reaction than it's even warranted, you know, I think, because yeah. it's like, we're used to talking back to you, now we can't, and you, and you did this, mm-hmm. so now we're really just gonna be vocal as possible. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like that's actually, that sounds really true. <laughs> now that, now that it's said out loud. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, wow, that's, cause I, cause you know, we've been wondering like, just why the, 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 the disproportionate yeah. um, response. Yeah. No, and I think the audience did grow accustomed to being able to influence, to talk to the creators in some way and to have their voice heard. And at the end of the show, there was no room for that anymore. Yeah. And, and they were just left with these big, crazy proclamations and no, no way to sort of, uh, add anything to the discussion after that. And like, in the old days, there were podcasts and there were panels and there were all these forums where they could, you know, let their opinions be heard. And it was clear from the, when Damon and Carlton would speak in public, like they had some awareness of a lot of the things that people were saying and they would, you know, respond to those things directly. And it's so crazy in the show when you have those meta moments, you know, where it's like 
You know, like like the Hurley Bird is an example of that, you know, which we're going to see really soon. Like we saw it in the season one finale. And then because some crazy person thought the bird said Hurley, Mm -hmm. they actually made the bird say Hurley. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to go and then, you know, then then if you're watching the show and that's when the show gets hard to decipher because there's so many of these out of show influences yeah, because you, cause you'd want to just watch the show and go, oh, well, that's the island making him say Hurley or mm-hmm. that's Man in Black uh, dressed up as, you know, looking like a bird saying <laughs> Hurley or, or you right. know, any crazy conspiracy theory. And it's kind of like, no, they just did that because of the fan thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Hurley's like, did that bird say my name? You know, and it's like it's it's this crazy uh it's this crazy sort of response to the fans where it's like they acknowledge it on the show mm-hmm. directly where the character the characters even realize the character even knows yeah you know that that's what he said and it's like oh my god hurley himself hears his name you know it's like what and it, it's sort of it's of no consequence really which is one of the reasons why they can do it you know mm-hmm. but it's like it's definitely it's true like you can't you can't really turn that into a theory. Yeah. You know? Because you could and, easily turn into a theory because it goes along with uh, Sawyer's Tree Frog. You right. Know, it goes along with the boar. You know, it goes along with all these other the polar bear, all these other animals that that are true. strange on the island. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. And, and I, I do feel like that was a thing that they never really addressed, you know, which would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in the, in the Nikki and Paolo episode, they, 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 they did something which I think was completely bizarre and unnecessary. And they sort of tied together the, the smoke monster with the, uh, the spiders that yeah. killed it. Yeah. You know? I still don't get that. Yeah. How weird is that? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Whereas, whereas the, the other animals never quite get that explicit of a thing where we actually see them and hear a smoke monster sound or something where they tell us, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously there's the Vincent theory that held water for a pretty long time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe still does. I'm still holding out hope, man. Still holding out hope. <laughs> Cause yeah, I agree. Like, no, but I mean, they, they tried to answer the Hurley bird in the, you know, in the epilogue and the answer, it's kind of like the, the polar bears. It's like, oh, it's just yeah. like a weird bird. Just another animal. Yeah. You're welcome. Like, <laughs> it's weird when the answer is like that. It's weird when the answer is just like, oh yeah, that, why is there a bird on the island? Cause, cause mm-hmm. they brought, cause there's a, they brought a bird there. Yeah, it's like, why was there quarantine written on the hatch? Oh, there's somebody found some paint in a stencil. <laughs> and they just wrote, they just happened to write quarantine. And they painted it on there. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why did you expect it to be more complicated so, than that? Yeah, that's what it's like. It's like, shame on you for thinking it was more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually, another version of that was the, the numbers. On yeah. the, on the hatch, you know, when they, when they go in season five and they're just like, hey, what's Better. serial number? Yeah. And like random Dharma guy number two, you know, is like, oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the numbers and no one cares. Nope, not a big deal. There's it's no just secrecy. Like, There's no like monumental yeah. occasion. Like, oh man, we're putting the numbers on the mm-hmm. hatch all downhill from here. Like, yeah. 
It's just like another day at work. Like they're put, they're putting their serial number stamp like they do on everything that they build for Dharma. Yeah. You know, there's always a serial number and this time it's that one. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, it, the number has to be something. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it makes it seem like it's just a coincidence. You know? And that the it, numbers yeah, that it's just a strange coincidence that the number randomly placed on the hatch is the same number you need to push into the mm-hmm. button. Right. So. Yeah, it's it. It makes it seem to me like if there were an answer for the numbers, like the numbers are just about. I know there's the Valenzetti equation, okay, but like putting that aside, or I, this it could even be included in this if you like. But the numbers are just about like fate or coincidence or both or something like that and like they just they just come in and they repeat themselves because they represent the idea of you know it's almost like they represent the idea of mistaking coincidence for fate yeah it's like they represent exactly. the idea of of random chance seeming like coincidence yeah so seeming like, like it means you, something yeah every time you see the numbers you should think that doesn't mean anything yes that, and if that's what they mean by that that's really awesome <laughs> <laughs> again it's it's such a weird and, and very very typical thing to kind of that's, that's such a weird thing to represent you know like let's let's somehow personify in a way Random, uh, random chance, and this whole idea of 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 putting meaning on things you shouldn't put right. meaning on by right. having by having this number reappear everywhere and, and and being meaningful when it appears. Right. Uh, and that is, that's actually really interesting because that is the, isn't that the last thing we get on the numbers? Right? Is that they were just the the, the there was nothing special about them from because I think th- is that the beginning most. That should be the beginning most part of the numbers, like chronologically, is when they're put on the hatch, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So I, I'm not, I'm not thinking about the Valenzetti equation. That's, that's out of the show kind of a thing. Right, right. But, yeah, but I, if, I don't really count that either. If you think chronologically, the first time we see the numbers is when they're just put on the hatch as just a serial number. Mm-hmm. So, so, and over time they gain more significance by people who don't understand the origin. Right. Which is the exact same pattern of everything else on the island, right? Yeah. It's the exact same pattern of, oh, somebody said one day we should do this, so we did it for a hundred years. You know, yeah. but we don't really know if it's true or valid or how much meaning we should place on this thing. So that, right. that so that's actually really interesting because yeah, the way the show plays out, we see the numbers when they have all this mystery about them, but what the show tells us last is that they're meaningless. Right. And I feel like yeah. even though that's the that seems like what they you know the the sort of outline of how they displayed the numbers, I feel like that should tell us they're meaningless. But somehow it's right. like they're, they they mean something still. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I sort of didn't want to believe it because I had I had been invested in the mystery of the numbers for so long, and it just seemed like a let out. It seemed like an opportunity to reveal something where they chose not to tell us anything. But maybe the point is they did tell us something, mm-hmm. and that something was, yeah, this is, it's all about, and, and in a way, like, the whole show is about this idea of, like, seeing something and, and p- giving it an interpretation, or, uh, you know, using your own, 
point of view to determine what something means. Yeah. You know, like, because that's all you have. And so, like, you see these numbers, or Hurley has these experiences with these numbers, and he interprets that the numbers are the thing causing the things happening to him. Yeah. You know, but, like, it might just be that he had a lot of bad luck, and the numbers appeared, and he just inferred that, you know, Mm -hmm. there was a connection between the two, but maybe there wasn't one. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really just about it represents the idea of the way he uh, the way he puts a sort of order on his life mm-hmm. where where there really isn't any. Yeah, he's looking he's you know? looking for the cause of his bad luck and he's assigning yeah. it to the numbers where he could almost just as easily. You know, anytime something bad happens, he could look at a tree and goes, man, mm-hmm. every time something bad happens to me, I see a tree. I see a tree, yeah. And therefore, the, the, the tree is cursed. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. The tree, you know. Exactly. But exactly. The numbers, but the numbers are so, you know, being numbers, they're, 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 they're more symbolic. So, right. Uh, you can, you can attach meaning to it like that more easily. Right. Exactly. And like, you never have, I feel like um, we're fundamentally breaking down the show right now. <laughs> I did too. Like I feel like I we're, we're cracking it open and seeing what it's made of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it actually feels to me. Uh, it actually feels to me like kind of a breakthrough about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Like so, last I, I, week we we solved <laughs> we solved the uh, uh, the the uh, oh um the psychic. psychic. Yeah, we we cracked the psychic. This week we're cracking the numbers. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean the answer is sort of weird. I mean, in the psychic case, it it was it was a bit more like, you know, like it tied into the plot in a more like reasonable way. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's more it's more about grander themes that the show's trying to address. But I think that makes sense yeah. for sort of the role the numbers play in the story. You know, but I think, I think it's definitely notable that you're right. Like the final reveal of the numbers was the stamping of them on the hatch. And I think, um, I, I, I think it's clear that, uh, uh, that we, we aren't supposed to give them any big significance from that scene. And when we see them again in season six, you know, in the cave or something, they're, they're shrugged off, you know, uh, man of black just says, Oh yeah, Jacob had a thing for numbers, whatever. And it's just a coincidence that the last six end up being the candidates. But you know, there's even exceptions to that. Like Kate, it was number like 51 or something, Mm -hmm. you know, she wasn't even in that list. And you know, so it's like, okay, she was crossed off, but she's definitely one of them. And so it's like, it doesn't fit the pattern, but let's ignore it because we only notice the things that fit the pattern. Exactly. You know? Pattern bias. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like anything that confirms the thing we're expecting is the thing that we'll remember. And we'll forget about the stuff that doesn't fit. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, I, and and Jacob never says, oh, yes, the numbers, uh, they're, they're part of my plan. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's never a thing, you know, that that anyone insists on as being in the, in the afterlife. Christian's not like you had to protect the numbers, Jack. You know, like there's no. <laughs> Did you bring them with you? What? The numbers, Jack? <laughs> You're supposed to bring the numbers with you. 
<laughs> well, that'd be great if the numbers were trapped on the island this whole time. Mm-hmm. It was all uh, it was all about the losties getting the numbers off the island. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, and another thing, if I remember correctly, they didn't, I don't think they showed this in the, in the show, but I think, uh, in the, in the Comic Con the year before, uh, season six, they, they had a couple of like, uh, little short sort of teaser scenes for, for the Flash Sideways. Uh-huh. You know, because at that time, of course, they wanted to make people think that, uh, it was an alternate universe that they created by the, you know, exploding the bomb. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but one of them, if I remember correctly, one of them involves Hurley, and it's about him winning the lottery, and he wins the lottery in the Flash Sideways with different numbers. Mmm. Okay. Which, which I feel like, uh, which I feel like it sort of adds to the idea that the numbers didn't really mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that, and that it was just and that, a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. And what matters is that he won the lottery and that he, he will likely have, you know, misfortunes and he ties the, 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 the great fortune from the numbers to the misfortune of the circumstance. He puts those together. Right. Well, the numbers is what, 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 you know, binds these two things. So that's, that's right. the reason. But yeah. That, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's such a huge theme on the show is, is, is perception and perspective and, and putting me, you know, what do you put meaning on? That's Locke's whole journey right there. Absolutely. Locke's whole life. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and even specifically like what you said before about, you know, perspective and it's like, you know, some people look at Smokey and see a smoke monster. Locke looks at it, he sees something beautiful. You know, right. like just in a specific case like that. So yeah, that, that whole idea, the whole idea that the numbers could represent, um, you know, the, the, it's such a weird thing to say. Okay, every time you see this thing, you should imagine you're seeing something else because that's the meaning. You know, yeah. like the, 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 these consistent numbers represent random numbers. <laughs> you know, like, right. like that's such a weird idea. It's a very strange idea. It's a very, very strange idea. And yeah, like in the afterlife, Hurley views himself as a lucky person and, you know, is not cursed, mm-hmm. you know, and the numbers are different, but he doesn't give any significance to the numbers. He doesn't say, well, it's because these numbers are so lucky that my life is good. Yeah. You know, like there, there's no idea of that in his head at that point. Well, and that's the thing, right? Where did he hear the numbers from when he was in the mental institution and right. under these strange circumstances? Exactly. You know, exactly. So yeah, and it's so like, that's ooh. Definitely making a K. Yeah. That's, that is that is such a huge part of the show. That whole idea of, of mystery, a mystery being built on top of nothing. Yeah. You no. Know? And then when you unravel it, you see that it was just the number that he had on his clipboard at the time, and it right. could have been any number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of echoes through like various characters and various situations, mm-hmm. you know. But it but it, it originates there. Yeah. You know. Because it's it's that transmission that that guy hears who goes to the mental institution, Walter you know? or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. If he, if you know, he obviously had a mental issue. If his mental issue made him repeat, you know, the alphabet or something, it'd be a completely mm-hmm. different situation. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It could have ended up being the magical letter. Exactly. You know? he been, yeah, he could have just been reciting letters, and then, yeah, then we look for letters everywhere, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like there are only so many digits, you know, if you look for something – you'll find it, you know, like, especially if it's something as common as a few numbers, you know, it's like, it's flight 815. Okay, cool. It's numbers, but like, there's no four, there's no 16. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and then, and then like a zero was 316, yeah. you know, it's not even four, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, does that count? It's like, but, it's but not then, even, but then 316 becomes a, a special loss number. Right. You know? And then it's like, uh, you got 108, the, the super number, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. But that's just, yeah, it's like a derivative number from, from, from the numbers. But it's like, who cares if you add them up? You know, like, you know, why does that matter? I mean, you know, and I, and I, I feel like, again, that's not, it's not really answered in the show, like, why Dharma chose to use those numbers so many fucking times for so many different things. Yeah. You know, seemingly unrelated, you know, like, the the transmission, the code in the computer, the serial number, the time on the clock. It's just like, mm-hmm. why is it, why is it involved? And so, that's why you want to say, like, it has to mean something. Yeah. It's at you know? least it's at least specific to the swan, right? So at least yeah. it's 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 encapsulated in that one area, and it's not like well they use the numbers at this station and that station and off island, and right. you know it's it's mostly mostly about the swan. So that's true. Something was going on there, you know. Um, I guess what you know, it's like the numbers on the hatch came first. Seems like. But maybe, you know, the numbers tied into the coordinates of that spot where the energy was, mm-hmm. and it just coincidentally, you know, and maybe that's the thing with the computer. Like, maybe that's all you're doing with the computer is just putting in the, 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 the serial number of the swan. Like, that's all it is. Oh. Like, that's the, yeah. that's like the password for the swan, you know? Right. So that's it. It's a serial number. Just like you might use your address yeah. as your password or something. Sure, 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 sure. You know? Yeah. And that's that all it, and, 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 and what the computer does is something very specific, but it doesn't matter what the numbers are. What matters yeah, yeah, yeah. is that you enter the password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the password, no, and I mean, that's, that's what he says in the video. Like you enter the code. It's just, it's just a, it's just a thing that you have to enter. So the computer knows that, you know, you're cleared from security. You know, the right, you know, mm-hmm. so thing pre- to get access. Yeah, so it can perform whatever function it needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, of course that leaves aside the, you know, the classic uh, problem, which is just, you know, why didn't they just, write a program that like enter those numbers every 108 minutes automatically mm-hmm. <laughs> seems like that should have been easier like there's no real need to have a human do that but okay that aside <laughs> yeah that's a whole that's other you know we don't want to go down that road that's yeah that's there there are potential answers for that but that's that's sort of a separate thing but i i do think I do think the fundamental thing of the numbers being about, like, you know, how you impose order on randomness and, you know, how that ties into the show as a whole. I mean, even Jacob and Man in Black, like, have 
elements of this in terms of their their own understanding of who they are and well, what the island the crux, is. That's the crux of their bet, right? Yeah. Are, are humans random and uncontrollable and evil, or can are they capable of order and goodness? And, and you know, that's that's the crux of their argument. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But like. Also, their their own like understanding of their own lives and like who oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who their mother is, what the island is, what that source is, what is what is he when he becomes the smoke monster? Why you know why does he have to stay there? And you know all these things seem to be things that they kind of impose on the situation because of their own interpretations and you know <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because it even goes so far that whole co- this concept goes so far as into uh lock running sun into the tree i yeah. didn't run you into the, from your perspective <laughs> i ran you into the tree from my perspective you ran into the tree on your own right you right know? and um and yeah it's like uh why do why does some people think he's evil incarnate and he has no idea idea what they're talking about right you know like he laughs that off and it's kind of like yeah. is it really just as simple as well it's just a matter of perspective right and there right. is no objective truth here about his evilness you right know, is he capable of doing bad things sure but does that mean like the evil in the in the in the cave got trapped on him you know right walk rock walking around with it like so much <laughs> tissue on the bottom of your shoe yeah, I mean, I feel like it could go both ways. I mean, I feel like it could be that, uh, that like you say, uh, you know, people interpret him as evil and, you know, that's why he becomes considered that way. But from his perspective, that's ridiculous. I mean, I think probably in any case from his perspective, that's ridiculous. But I think it could also be that he's just not aware, you know, of his own evil. Like he can't really see it. Yeah. You know, because from his point of view, what he wants is very reasonable. And yeah. also, no one explains to him. He doesn't, you know, and, and that's the thing, he doesn't understand why he can't get it. Like he, I feel like that's the frustrating part from him, for his character is, is yeah, no one explains to him the consequences of, of, of him leaving. And he never gets right. to actually hear that and, and say, well, I don't care. That's right. what makes me evil is I don't care what happens. Yeah, exactly. You know, he never really gets to explain that part of, of the plan. And I think that would have made his story more satisfying, but at least from the point of view of like this general thing about, you know, not really, not really understanding what's going on, but just having, having your own limited point of view and like throwing your best interpretation on it. I mean, from his point of view, it was like, why can't I just fucking leave? Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with you people? You know, it's like, it's like he's in this crazy, you know, uh, he, he's been, he's been put in this, in this kind of, uh, you know, this classic, uh, you know, wrongly accused, uh, maybe yeah. mental asylum or something. Like the whole world's gone crazy and he's the only sane person who's just mm-hmm. like, why are you people all trying to trap me here? Like, yeah. this makes no sense. Yeah. You know? And, and like, I, from his point of view, like, that is really frustrating. And the what fact he, that he has to spend centuries trying to, like, get off. I just had an idea. What if when he's smoking, he doesn't know what he's doing? What if he doesn't remember any of that? 
Now, I don't think it's possible that that's true, but I Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I remember thinking about that, and I do think, I think there is some truth to the idea that when he's smoky, he's less in control Mm -hmm. of himself. Like, he's, he's more given to these sort of wild attacks and stuff like that. I think we are supposed to believe that, like, more so than when he is in human form. I think there's something about being in that form that makes him, you know, more wild, you know, it's sort of like, sort of reminds me of like a, <laughs> if oh. I may, like a, yeah, or like a werewolf or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of like when they transform, they, they have this uncontrollable urge to do things, you know, and like, they, it's not the, it's not as though they're completely out of control, but they have these urges, mm-hmm. you know, that are like harder to stop than, you know, when they're, and human form. So I feel like there's that. But I mean, he did so many things deliberately as the smoke monster that I feel like he, he did have some degree of control over it. Yeah. You know, cause we had several scenes where he, it, he, he very specifically targeted certain individuals and, you know, he, he definitely seemed to be able to. No, I'm just saying, what if he doesn't remember though afterwards? Oh, but I mean, it seems, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't think it's true, but yeah, I just thought, you know, if he's so confused on why people think he's bad, if he maybe he's, you know, he's free, he doesn't know what he's doing when he's smoky. Like after after it happens, he's like, oh wait, where did I go? I must have been asleep. See, that's a really interesting idea. Like I I can almost see that. I mean, I feel like there are points where he, yeah, like like. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel like he has to have some awareness about what he did, but maybe, I, I, I think, I think if they, if they wanted to convey that, I wish they had, because I feel like that could actually be an interesting conflict for his character. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if when he goes into smoke form, like, he, he just does stuff and, and then just forgets, you know. Yeah, like once he trans, once he turns back into human form, like he, he doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. like werewolves. Right. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel, I feel like there's some truth to that, but I do think literally he's gotta remember some of it, or at least like, I mean a lot of times he comes out and he sees the aftermath of what he just did, mm-hmm. so like he must know just from looking at what he sees, you know? Yeah. Like when he attacked all the people in the, in the statue, and then he, transforms back and he goes sorry you had to see me like that mm-hmm. i mean it's it seemed like he knows what he just did yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean or when he attacked the temple you know like it just it, it seems as though he's aware of what just happened mm-hmm. you know but i but i think at the same time there is there there is a suggestion of a degree of truth that like when he's in that form he is much more you know wild yeah you know and and I would be inclined to say that he controls himself much more when he's in human form. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? But, yeah, but even if he knows everything he does as a smoke monster, I mean, I still think he's not really given enough information mm-hmm. to, for him to, like, really understand and to say either, okay, I, I, I realize I'm evil and that's why I need to stay here because I don't want the whole world to end <laughs> mm-hmm. by my presence being out there. Or if he really is evil, 
I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And it makes it clearer why we have to stop him. Yeah. You know, because like we see the evil, uh, influencing him. But see, it's not about whether or not he's evil. It's about our interpretation of evil. Right. So. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And I feel like that's what's, that's what's difficult about it. I guess that makes it classic loss that like even their evil incarnate is like not obviously evil. Yeah. <laughs> and we too, have to. Be too easy. It's like some people call him evil incarnate and other people are just like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really see that, mm-hmm. you know, and Locke thinks he's beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I but I, I really I really feel like Jacob, uh, since he clearly did have the interpretation that he was evil. I feel like he owed him the explanation. I mean, certainly, I know initially, you know, after the tragedy that happened between their family and stuff, I'm sure, like, they didn't really get along very well for a long time. But after, like, a thousand years, you know, I, I feel like he should have been able to tell him, like, you know, look, uh, when you when I threw you into that cave, uh, something happened to you. You're different now. Like, I can tell, you know. And, uh, how many conversations did they have about Man in Black wanting to leave? I mean, exactly. So, and he's like, I don't think it's safe for you to leave, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like, it's not clear that he ever told him that. You don't think he he showed him the the, the cork in the bottle and gave him the (laughs) the analogy? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, at least the show didn't give me the impression that he did. Yeah. You know? It's like he does give him the bottle in that one episode, but it's sort of not clear that he even knows what that means. But that's the thing, and then and then Man of Like smashes the bottle, yeah, which seems to suggest yeah. I know what this means, and I'm going to break yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah, but you can't be sure that he knows what that means. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like Jacob's just being enigmatic. You know, here's this wine bottle. You know, figure out what you think that means. Yeah. <laughs> and where is he getting wine from? Oh, don't ask that. <laughs> he, 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 he has like a vineyard somewhere. Oh, Jacob's vineyard. So that's why he Jacob's was, vineyard. that's why he was so, he was so, he was, it's behind Jacob's cabin. <laughs> that's why he was so hands off, right? He was busy with his winery. <laughs> Man, you know, that's a really good point that never bothered me. Where the, where did he get that wine? Man, that's weird. Well, I guess that never same, bothered same me. Place he had the tapestries, right? I mean, he had a lot of yeah. stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, he did leave the island sometimes, but it's kind of weird oh, if he like... like it's a Sonoma import. Yeah, yeah. 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 He leaves the island to like import wine. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Are we really supposed to believe that? But on the other hand, like, what other answer could there be? I mean. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't, he, can he just manifest wine? Is that one of his Jacob powers? Like, I shall create wine. Like, you know, like, I don't think we're supposed to believe that. Yeah, right. That would be a little too Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is like, I got that trademarked, man. (laughs) On mine. You can do it, but you're going to have to pay up. Exactly. You're going to pay those royalty fees. (laughs) 
All right, you want to start the uh, episode? So we, we we made a lot of good progress here. I think we, we I think so. We fundamentally understand more about loss now than we did before this podcast. I agree. Which I is, agree. It's strange, which is pretty impressive to be able to say at this point in the loss lockdown. Totally. <laughs> After like, about three hundred plus hours, we we're still making some headway here. I'm amazed that we're having insights, but you know, on like still about the show, you know? Yeah. Well, and it does help that we're still getting new info, right? Because that that whole thing that you said about the two answers was it made a big difference. Yeah. It set off that whole train of thought. But but I think another thing I would say is that you know, uh, I mean, there was that whole like Malcolm Gladwell like ten thousand hour theory or something, and I know like we haven't podcasted for ten thousand hours. You saying we're but yeah, the expert thing is happening. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like we probably have spent more time thinking about this show than most people have, mm-hmm. and so I feel like there's a certain logic to the idea that you know. We, we can actually come to good conclusions about what's going on because we have so much of it in our mind and we're thinking about it so often. Yeah. You know, even years after it's over, we're still talking about it, you know. So I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's something like that going on where it's like, it's somehow starting to collect in, in some kind of, you know, we're, we're starting to understand what we watched after all this time. Yeah, yeah. And seeing, like, especially, I think, seeing the big picture, like, seeing the the big ideas that they really portrayed uh, most clearly in the series. Yeah, that's a huge part, is is the big themes that they're working with and how they, how they and how obvious they are that you, yeah. you, you don't really notice they're there, and then it's like, oh, they keep doing this all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so strange about it because, uh, you know, they, they, when you see it, when you notice it, it seems really obvious. But I think we really tend to spend most of our time, and like the stuff interests me as well, on a lot of much smaller things. Mm-hmm. You know, like really where the, little where, details. Where did the pallet job come from? Exactly. You know. Exactly. Why does the shark have a Dharma logo on it? Yes, you exactly. Know, like, is there a connection between the pallet drop and the lockdown? Mm-hmm. You know, because if like, we understand that, we'll understand the entire show, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's weird. It's weird. And then it's also, so we harp on, on that kind of stuff, yet we don't step back and go, Okay, well, what are they fundamentally saying about the nature of reality here and right. about life and morality? And because um, uh, that's where the big answers come from. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they're openly saying in public that, yeah, we actually wanted to answer those questions. Yeah, you know, and and that really tells you that you know uh, that's the right way to look at what this show is about, you know, as a whole. And I think when I think about it that way, and I think about something like the pallet drop and the lockdown, it's sort of like, it's up to you to decide whether they're connected or not. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can make an argument for either one if you want. Yeah. And it's funny because that puts you in the exact same position the lossies are in. If you do it that way, instead of trying to like, you you know, we, we want the objective answer because we want to know what's true, but right. The point it seems in a lot of these cases is it's not about what's true. It's about right. what you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And and that can be very frustrating, but it, it's kind of interesting and also like, you know, that that is that is kind of the way you know, life is most of the time. You know, you you have such a small uh point of view yeah. compared to everything that's going on in the world, but you have to decide what's what things mean and what you think is going on in a lot of situations and mm-hmm. and it's it's based on limited information yeah. you know and so everyone has it and and sometimes they do tell us like the answer is this you know but other times uh but sometimes and it so- never ha- it, it it most likely never has the meaning that you want it to have right so what I was going to say earlier is with the, with the numbers is we're so used to the end the, the ending answer being satisfying and being big, right? So when we get to what we think is the final answer on the numbers, which is really the first answer on the mm-hmm. numbers, and it's so underwhelming, you go, oh wow, that, you know, then it, it kind of undercuts all the meaning you placed on the numbers before. Right. You know, instead of looking at it and going, well, the meaning was kind of misplaced because we saw these things out of order. Right. You know, um, right. Um, and, and, and so that's, that's that's really interesting to think about. And then the other thing I was going to say was, um, you know, when when Charlie has his first big line, "Guys, where are we?" Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the fundamental question being, "What is the island?" Right. It's I I wish someone would have said, you know, Jacob would have said, you know, you're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is life? <laughs> right. You know, what is reality, and uh, what happens after we die? Like, like yeah. asking what the island is will only get you halfway there at, if you're lucky. You know. Yeah. Which is not something I would have thought was true uh, before today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me either. It's so not about the island. No, it's it's really not. That's true. This is true. The, it it makes it. I mean, when you put it on such a grand stage next to questions like "What's the meaning of life?" it seems insignificant. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and and so then you can then I, from that point of view, I can sort of understand why they did the ending they did. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because it's like it's like yeah the the island well I mean it's something we showed you what you showed you but here's what the meaning of life is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yada 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 island but nevertheless yeah. this is what reality this is what happens when you die <laughs> yeah exactly the island becomes like the power drop and the and the and the lockdown it's like maybe there's a connection maybe there isn't maybe it means something maybe it doesn't but mm-hmm. you know. Here's here's a real answer. Yeah. Here's an answer that matters. Well, not even that. Here's a real question. Yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, here's the question you should be asking. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, here's a, an important question. That's so that's so crazy the the idea of like watching a show and going, well, the whole time I was watching this show, I really should have been asking what's the nature of reality? And, <laughs> and why do I place meaning on things? And, you know, how do I control things by placing meaning on them? It's like, I'm trying to think of watching Dexter and going, mm-hmm. oh, really, that's what the, this is all about, you know, what happens when you die and, uh, you know, <laughs> what this whole life thing is about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I would never say that about Dexter. 
I don't know what Dexter's about, but it's not about that. <laughs> oh, Dexter, indeed. Uh, okay, anything else on uh, Lost in general? You want to get to the uh, podcast here? To the episode? No, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, do the episode. Okay, so let's go on to three minutes. All right. Uh, everybody get your players ready. Sync up with us here. Let me know when you're ready. All right. I believe I am ready. All righty. Let's see. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Previously on Lost. <laughs> I found them, the others. I saw one. I followed them back to their camp. They the others, the others who took my boy, <laughs> the others who raided our camp, <laughs> the others who burned the raft. Oh wait, <laughs> oh not that one. They would have though. They have a hat. They're worse off than we are. Twenty-four-seven. Two guards. They have a hatch, which is just a door, which might literally, be a fast. Literally, that's what they have is a door. That's all they have. So he was right. Yeah, in that case, in that case, it was it was. That the was truth. the only correct usage of hatch. But I know. I love that, Jack. Did you Jack see this? He was saying to see Walt. He was shaking his head. No. He was shaking his head. No. <laughs> like you better was, say no. That was so weird. Man, that, I, maybe that he was, was thinking, maybe it was like, you know, he, he knows that Michael didn't see him because he came back without him kind of a, or something. Yeah. That's kind of a weird actor thing to do. Yeah. Can I borrow a gun? More target practice? Yeah, well, you know, just want to stay sharp. You got a date? No. Oh, have it, you know. Yes, I do. Thanks, man. Hey, can I just get a... <laughs> <laughs> no, you take your watch out your pocket and look at it. <laughs> so hard to break. <laughs> yeah, Michael's not very good at this. And yeah. I don't know if that's Harold Perrineau being a good actor or what, but he's he's really good at making Michael seem like he's barely able to carry this off. Pull this off. <laughs> Yeah, he did accomplish a nice, like, TV show, like, bonk. Yeah, but that, even that seemed like it had barely worked, you know? There's just something, yeah. like, it's not very expert, you know? And I don't oh, know yeah, if, yeah. If, if that's just natural or if he's doing that as an actor. Right. I mean, it makes sense because the character definitely doesn't have a lot of experience with situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think, uh, coming off our, our, our uh, previous conversation, I feel like now looking at uh, another uh, unanswered mystery, which is to say who's speaking right now on this computer, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I kind of want to take it the same way. Like, maybe it's Walt, maybe it's the others, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, the, so, yeah, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it like the, the old school way and just say, listen, there's no way it's Walt, right? It's just there's no yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense if it's Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can look at it the new way and go, yeah, it doesn't really actually matter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just, I, 
I think it's a bit odd that uh, Michael never asks him about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's there's just no uh, there's just kind of no question on or, or the others or anybody like there's sort of no on screen questioning of like who who was I talking to by the way. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, but is that is that to be expected? Because Michael sort of knows he was talking to Walt. Walt Walt doesn't necessarily know Michael was talking to anybody, right? And the others should know Michael was talking to them, right? So no one needs to really ask anything, right? That's a good point. I mean, I understand like you kind of want the verification, yeah, you know, but but I feel like they did it in a way where you don't have to ask that question, right? Because it's more convenient not to. But I guess I feel like given what happens to Michael when he gets there, and the fact that the others, like, get him in on this scheme, I mean, I feel like it's, he could have asked himself afterwards, I wonder who I was talking to. I think, I feel like if they, yeah, they could have easily, if they wanted to tell us the answer, they could have made it come up and it would have been very organic, like, yeah, for them to just bring it up and then actually tell us. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't want to do that. They won't be expecting us. So we get the guns and we go. Right now, just the five of them. No, no, five's not enough. You said there's at least 20 of them. They've got our guns, and, and we're not even sure if we're I'm a little confused now. So, Michael told them he knows where they are because he just came from seeing them. But he just went on the computer to find out where they were. No, that was a flashback. That was... Because at the beginning they said it was 13 days ago. Oh, that's right. That was before he left. Oh, that's how he knew where to find them. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so now he's got that list that he burned, and now he's going to try to take them out there. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is all so Ben could get back surgery? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Put this in perspective here. This is because they couldn't, Ben couldn't find a better way to ask Jack to do his back surgery. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No, you're totally right. It's kind of ridiculous when you put it that way, but also it's very lost. <laughs> yeah, it is. But like, that's what this was all about. Like, he could have just sent him an Evite, you know. <laughs> exactly! But they didn't have the computer system set up, so he mm-hmm. had to go to the left. This was the only other option. Yep. <laughs> option one, Evite. <laughs> option two. Yeah. <laughs> diabolical scheme. Yeah, multi-week diabolical scheme. <laughs> yeah, and it really is a crazy scheme. I, when you unwrap it, it's so like. They're doing, they're doing these like intra, intra island flashbacks. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of strange because they don't do this very often. Actually, if I remember right, let me see. Am I wrong about this? No, I guess there was maternity leave. Maybe this is the second episode where this happens. You're really good it, at that. My my brain would be like, I, have, I I can tell you generally speaking, but I couldn't pin, pinpoint the episode. <laughs> I was just thinking back to flashbacks, and I was like, Yeah, I, I was what? thinking other forty eight days. Oh, other forty eight. Yeah, but I guess the thing about other forty days is it's all in the past, whereas yeah, this is going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you Ooh. peeing there. <laughs> oh, no. Why don't you just put that... Shut up! <laughs> Where's the meth? <laughs> you old man, aren't you? 
Where's the what? <laughs> this is this is what's his name from this is Pickett, but it's also what's his name from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah 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 totally. <laughs> what was that guy's name? <laughs> I don't remember. Frank? No. Uh. Oh this. Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh, that was just too. We were like, "Wow, <laughs> right who the behind. fuck are the others?" Yeah. Because he just David and Goliath, this guy. Or whatever it was crazy that he had. I don't even know what you call that thing, but I think we talked about that. We of course talked about that, and I think yes. we looked it up, and I think it's something like sticking stones or something like. <laughs> it's something like roping balls. It's something like what it, it's like whatever it is. I think. It's like okay. It. I think you just... that's what my memory tells me. We yeah. No, that sounds true. Did you find him? <laughs> you know when they say sticking stones can break my bones? That's what they mean. <laughs> Finally, we know that's the sticking stones. <laughs> You're right though. Totally, it totally sells the others as like these jungle, like <laughs> native people. I mean, they did have guns, but he also yeah. had the the stick and stones. So yeah, because it's just like normal bad guys with guns don't have shit like that. Oh. You know, like Kimi and his men, they didn't have no stick and stones. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> Is this Libby's blood? Um, I I think so, right? Because because Lucia was like on the couch, okay. yeah. So I think it makes more sense that this would be Libby, and you can see the mural in the background. I think that's around where she was standing. So art does kill, indeed. This is one of those weird Mr. Echo scenes. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like no other character has scenes like this. He, where he, just... he is great at giving the creepiest speech with a smile on his face. <laughs> like he's half smiling, but it's the creepiest yeah. thing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like yeah, and it makes the whole thing like really a bit it's like what was the point of that like what are you doing and like i feel like normal characters don't just walk in and like tell a weird story with he's, a creepy smile on their face and then leave he's got like this yoda quality where he 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 talks in this way where you you know what he's saying you you know the words he's using but you don't quite know what yeah. he's saying you know yeah exactly and he doesn't tell you yeah. <laughs> he just he just smiles and walks out of the room when he's done and it's kind of like you, you're speaking a slightly different language yeah yeah exactly exactly but i feel like there's also like like there's an element to the story where it's almost like he knows that michael you know uh, is, is, is betraying them right now. And it was sort of like his scene with Ben, where he goes in there and it seems like he sort of knows that he's another, but it's like, he doesn't really know that, right? Uh, you yeah, know? It's kind of so, weird. Maybe that's his special powers. He's, he's right on the cusp of discovering something. <laughs> but he never quite gets there. He's always like really close to the answer. Like, just like, just like the mystery with the girl. That's right. He got really close to the answer and it was like, You're right. oh, not quite. It'll be. Wow, right. I wonder if that's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a really weird, it's a really weird quality for a character to have. He's really, really good at almost solving mysteries. Yeah. He's like, he's like a Sherlock Holmes that never actually solves a case. Yeah, he's Watson by himself. He's Watson. He's Watson alone. Have you seen Echo? No. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we gotta look at other examples, cause there's three examples of that, so that's, uh, you know, that's a pattern. Yeah. No, you're right. Is there something you want to Or maybe we shouldn't put meaning on it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. There's always that. I found something in the past. Oh, jeez. This is the beginning of the end. For oh. The now this is weird. And I think this fits in with our discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Charlie deciding, and Claire too, from the previous thing, because it was what Ethan told her. Yeah. You know, that like, what is this vaccine for? Like, why do we need this? What does it do? Because Aaron's been fine this entire time. Exactly. He's not even in this scene in the middle of some mysterious illness. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like, it, it, it's really about the character deciding to put meaning on this stuff. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no external thing, you know, happening here. It's all about what they heard and what they, how they interpreted it. Right, right. Yeah, and and I sort of like that. I think the only thing that bothers me about it is the fact that they don't. Next season, they don't mention this at all. Yeah, <laughs> they just completely drop well, this plot line. What bothers me is just the the, the sort of bad mothering that's happening here you know the idea that she has no idea what this stuff should do and she's giving it to her but i don't think she jack ever hears about this right it's just to me that's it's just that's the part i hate more than anything else it's just it just seems like a bad idea it's you know and it there's no long-term plan here so even if it does work and aaron should take it it is gonna Mm -hmm. run out so then what you know then he's used to having a vaccine (laughs) you know right right and then on, and then on top of that, yeah, it doesn't end up mattering. So, you know, you know, the numbers are on the vaccine too, just for oh, another like okay, yeah. random place where they show up. Well, they're from the Swan Hatch, so that's true. That I guess that is connected because they have that idea of the quarantine and all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I do wish we knew like. <laughs> What that vaccine is, is it a placebo? It, Did it mean, serve it, a function? It, it, it couldn't. Fine. I would say this: it's most likely a placebo. The only other option is it would have protected from protect you from the the purge uh, toxin. There's really no other explanation of what you need to be protected from. The other thing that the sickness, you know, that we know about the sickness is 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 not actually something a vaccine could protect you from. So it shouldn't be that, you know, the sort of man in black thing. So I mean, if you look at kind of you know all the simple answers, you know, I think that's all the simple answers there are, and. Uh, it's it's most likely just a placebo because what else would it be for? There was right. no other ill, you know, no other virus or anything that we know of, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's a good point. That is the most reasonable answer. 
So, uh, about that scene we just watched, uh, I just want to point out how strange it is a little bit to me that, like, especially in season two, well, I guess it it never stops. Like, the sharing of information, like, Sun Sun just found out that Anne Lucia and Libby were murdered, Mm -hmm. and that, that, there's been a whole episode (laughs) between when that actually happened yeah. and us seeing that scene, it's like, it's kind of crazy to me that she doesn't know, you know, but it's like someone has to tell her at some point and, you know, I wonder people about aren't the talking though about these three episodes. Maybe they're two days or something. I mean, the fact that, uh, the fact that Mr. Echo's there suggests he's back from their expedition you know, so like, yeah. like, uh, Ben gets freed by Michael and then ostensibly Locke and Echo go to search for him, you know, and there, there's at least a night cause they're, you know, they show them sleeping and it's dark and stuff and there's a day there and then they come back. That should have been the night they, of the day they got killed, right? Who are you? Yeah, 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 it, you're right. It would be the day they got killed cause it was pretty much right after. So this is the next day. Yeah. I mean, so, now we're watching now. Yeah. So then she just found out the next day. She found out the next day, so I guess it's not that bad. It's, it's just still, weird because no, there was a whole episode. It is still weird. It's still weird. You don't believe what? I think there's more of Alex, now. everybody. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of, this is sort of like a Pulp Fiction moment where we, we see like another point of view on this scene. Yeah. The, you know, behind the scenes we find out, oh, Alex was there and Michael was there. <laughs> And but also like it's so weird looking at Tom in the scene because he looks so different from how he did earlier mm-hmm. when we saw him throw the stick and stone. <laughs> you know, it's like how did he morph into this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like like I, I'm really confused about the inconsistency of Tom's appearance. I just I just don't know what happened to him. Like I said, I have a gag in my mouth. And that's what, it's so interesting. She asked if it's a boy or a girl, and I feel like it doesn't, that's not a meaningful question, but I feel like the, I put meaning on that. And I go, oh, it must matter if it's a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. But it, it can't matter. Yeah. She's just asking to ask the question. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just to show she cares. Yeah. Man, the others were scary back then. It looked like the smoke monster when those lights went out. It really did. It was, like, very uniform. Yeah. But, you know, when you actually see the others, they don't look that impressive. Yeah. It's all about show. And now, look, like, Tom's different now. That's not how he looked in the other scene. Like, what happened? Because <laughs> these are filmed later. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just like it's just. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a different beard or something. Like it's. So I, yeah, I, I'd have to look at them side by side to really see the difference. But it's 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 kind of subtle, but it's also obvious. <laughs> <laughs> obvious, there's a difference. It's subtle what the difference is. Like, right, right, right. No, actually, I, I agree completely with that. <laughs> it just sounds like it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Subtly obvious. That's lost. What happened out there in the jungle? 
That's all you are. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. These days. Nice. <laughs> wow. It's fun to come back around to that one. It really is. That's a classic Sawyer line. Classic. It's hilarious. He really, and you can tell by his face that, like, he he actually thinks that's what Jack's alluding to. Yeah. It's like, oh, really? That's what you want to call it, huh? Yeah, well, him says even though Pippi Longstocking and the damn great ape are ideal candidates for the Dirty Dozen, I'm just going to say we might want to bring the Red Beret. It's Michael's call. <laughs> he knows where we're going. I don't really get all that reference there. Yeah, like, like how many references are you going to throw into one <laughs> sentence? Jesus. We went off the rails pretty fast, and I was just like, they're, they're coming too fast, so I don't know any of these. The only one I got was the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, yeah. Even though the Dirty Dozen is a Dirty Five. <laughs> is there a name for five things? It's like, like a dozen? There's no other shirts, Echo. There's no other one no. on the island. This is the That's only, his... I have to wear this shirt. It's like his superhero uniform or something. Like yeah, he, he's yeah. not, if he's not wearing that, he's not, he's not Mr. Echo. Is that his pre-shirt? Maybe that's why he won't take it off. Oh yeah, maybe so. It really is like a fucking mess. Oh my God. But what's funny is it's it's probably like handcrafted, tailored to look. Oh yeah, low, like meticulously designed to look to like, like that. Look like oh, that. absolutely. And the holes are like made for a certain like look to be in a certain pattern. <laughs> oh yeah, no question. All those frayed threads are hand sewn. <laughs> Well, he just looked at his watch too. He did. Old habits. <laughs> he's just an old habit. <laughs> Why did he look at his watch? Why did he care what time it was? Yeah, right? that was weird. It was weird. Bachelor Pat? Yes. I'm moving in here. Well, what about the church? You said we're supposed to be building it together, man. This is weird. This is a weird turn for Echo. Yeah. He He seems a little off. It's like it's like we missed the scene where he got high or something, you know. It's like a deleted scene where he he found some Dharma branded like marijuana and like he smoked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's too calm for 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 normal life. Yeah, he's too assured, like you know. And that's the difference between him and Locke, right there. Clock sticking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an awkward transition, I think. I think that's part of the problem with the scene. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to shift his character from building the church to pushing the button. And they're trying to tell us that he's decided to live there without first telling yeah. us he was even considering it. I think that's, right. that's part of the big leap there. Yeah. We'd want the one guy who's actually been in a war. that a problem? Not a 
It's a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was good, because from Sawyer's point of view, it's like, damn, like, I'm trying to help here. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say no to that one. Like, why are you... <laughs> yeah, exposition, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great set piece. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. And this music is so, like... Yeah. 1960s something western or some some drama. Yeah, you're right. It's like classic. Old-fashioned, old like... Fashion, yeah. Weird. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, almost like a cross between, like, a western and a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. Totally, could, yeah, totally. I could see either, yeah, either one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's weird about it. And I feel like the others kind of embody yeah, this both is, this is a scene sides. from you know, Man from Another Time, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. How did you get here to our place? <laughs> <laughs> he said he came by boat. What is this boat? <laughs> Jack! But that was his name. Will hurt. <laughs> all right, and then the others just randomly take people's blood, like... <laughs> I don't even know why they care. It's like, okay, first they were kind of consistent on how they were picking the others. Then they, then now, now this is the first inconsistency. Yeah. Is they have medical supplies and they want your blood. Yeah. I was hoping you might help me answer. And you won't get one. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Clue has questions. What is if this place? What? <laughs> are you his father? You guys should know that. I call bullshit. Yeah. No, I think she does know that. I think she's uh, she's trying to get a point here. Make a point here. I don't. I wasn't there. He, he was halfway around the world. Why are you asking me all these Did questions? Ever appear in a place he wasn't supposed to be? You say he was That's halfway around question. the world, but Did yeah. You my son. You bring him to me right now. I want to see. <laughs> I wanted boy. her to finish that question. Yeah, totally. I did not they, understand what she was getting at. For someone who wants his I, I think they know you they that you want her to finish the question and that's why they have Michael cut him off. Cause she seemed to suggest that Walt wasn't halfway around the world. Yeah, that's true. But also suggesting that, that meant that would mean that he was with Michael, right? Like, right. You're not coming, right? She's like, did you see? Like, how could you well, see if he wasn't there? Right. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's not gonna work. It's very strange. It's very strange. It's, it's a like, strange they, point to make for her to go for that scene just to reinforce the point that he doesn't know Walt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Are you implying I let the design? Yeah, because they, they. I mean, they're also introducing. Or reintroducing the the mystery about Walt and his powers, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so, but then it's just about the fact that Michael hasn't been involved in his life very much. I know. 
you want to help. Which is a much more, you know, basic thing. But yeah, the, the others love to be like sanctimonious and moralizing about things. It's, it's one of the things I really hate about them, you know? They stand up there and like, oh, well, you don't yeah. know much about him, do you? You yeah. know, and it's it, like. Yeah, and it's, says the person who kidnapped his son, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, where do you get off being the, like, all judgy? And, like, and, I, and it's funny because they even have that, uh, uh, you know, an internal version of that with, with the sheriff and that whole tribunal thing. Mm-hmm. They, totally. they even judge each other. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Judgy thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's and just this like, was, this was a ridiculous storyline. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, fine. I'll finish the church myself. Mm hmm. Yeah, and in one scene, he's already, like, <laughs> not able to do it. Because uh, this happens. Oh, my God, this is so weird. Yeah. You want this, right? What are you doing, Vincent? Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you a smoke monster? Yeah, seriously. And then he leaves. Did... Yeah. Did someone put him up to that? <laughs> It almost makes me think they did. Right? Somebody trained him. Yeah, right. He found Sawyer's stash. <laughs> yeah, right. Sawyer left his stash halfway open. Yeah. Shit on all that. It is bullshit. Why does... The, Sawyer knows there's drugs on those, right? I think so. Because otherwise he shouldn't have them. Right. Yeah, no, I, I believe he does. Now, here, this reminds me of the scene with Hurley and Libby where they just, like, waste all the food. It's like, it's like, it's, it's because, supposed... because I don't want it, no one else should even have it. Exactly. And it's like, it's supposed to be a triumphant kind of personal victory for them. Yeah. But it's actually them, like, wasting stuff that it's... other people might be able to... Have and it's useful. actually them showing less courage, I think, right? Because it would have taken more courage yeah. for him to leave the drugs Keep in it the and stash not use it. and never go back to it. Yeah, exactly. Than to get rid of it. Yeah, but, yeah. but this, but it's funny because this is more TV. It's more cinematic. Mm-hmm. You can put the emotional music to it. Mm-hmm. The other way that works better would have just been when he sees it, he takes a note. He makes a decision and he leaves without taking it, and we understand right. his character growth there. But then that's yeah. two seconds right versus yeah. the, this, you know, that dramatic scene of him. That's true. You know, yeah, maybe it's just a practical thing. That shot, by the way, made me think Locke put Vincent up to it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it did look like Locke was like, "Yep, I knew this would happen." And that's what I wanted. This is the test, and you passed. <laughs> Bearing Anna Lucia and Libby at sunset. Thank you. I will mourn them in my way. I will be here. <laughs> By not going. <laughs> By pushing this button. By pushing the button. He can't wait. Yeah. Wait to push that button. He, he really commits oh. to this mission. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's... Funeral. I feel like that's one thing I, I, I think could have been developed if he stayed on the show. Like, I feel like, you know, the Man in Black gives him this mission and he dives into it with, like, complete conviction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Man in Black would have 
used him more like that. And his death ends up being about how he decides not to, you know, follow his instructions. And maybe eventually it would have come to that. But I feel like that's what we're leading to here, even though we never really get to see part two of that story. Yeah. You know? That's how she got my gun. Anna. She <laughs> I remember the scene. <laughs> In a net. In both senses. <laughs> there it is. Oh, alright, he says that. Oh, I love yeah. that. So, Jack's like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I too was caught in a net. We're not going to agree that's what that means. Yeah, I have to now. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that's another illustration of the point we were making earlier. About meaning, yeah. Like, for all Sawyer knows, they really did, like, have sex, and that's his way of saying it. We got caught in net. He doesn't yeah. know whether he's telling the truth or not. And Sawyer could go and tell everyone that they had sex. Yeah. Everyone would believe it until, like, 30 years later, where it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We literally just got caught in a net. <laughs> exactly. It was not a euphemism. You know, but now that Jack's agreed, like, he's like, we got caught in a net, and he's like, yes, it's almost like he's tacitly saying, so, you were right earlier. And that's the reverse, right? So if you would, if we would have saw that, this scene first, where caught in a net means having sex, mm-hmm. then the previous scene where he says caught in a net, he thinks that means having sex, right? go to the original scene where caught in a net doesn't mean having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally, that's like the hat. I mean, the, the numbers on the hat, you know? Exactly. You go to the beginning and it's not that at all. You're totally right. You're totally right. Okay. It's the power of, of, of editing and storytelling. You know, the chronology matters a lot. Uh, yeah, it does. It's true. It's true. It's almost like, yeah, I mean, it's a huge percentage of what the story is and the way it comes across. Yeah. Just the order you put things. <laughs> First name. Wow, he's really serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one ever calls him Hugo unless they're... You're sorry about Serious. Was he? What was he doing at the end? He was digging with one hand. I like was one, I, I was one hand digging Anna Lucia's grave. I mean, he really? Them, so I was like, "Where's there all, all the red shirt? Why is nobody else helping dig?" Yeah, seriously. Like, why do main cast members have to dig the grave? <laughs> what are those red shirts good for if they're not going to dig a grave? Right. Like, come on, guys. Earn your keep. You don't do anything else. You just bang on ten when Sawyer has a headache. <laughs> hey, they gather around when other important things are happening. <laughs> that's true, that's true. They gather and disperse. That's what they spend most of their time doing. <laughs> I see where you live. I know how to get here. You have been asking me questions I don't know the answer to for a week. I don't even think my son is alive. He is alive, Michael. He's Isn't that weird too? Right he hasn't met Miss Clue in a week. You think I'm stupid? There's been a development. Oh man! Oh yeah! I I remember when she said that in the preview. I was like, she's so lying. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 
Ugh. And she wasn't lying. Because oh, he said, you think I'm an idiot? Yeah. And if you do... Miss Clue is weird, man. Mm-hmm. No, she's great. Yeah, she's got this crazy way of, like, moving and speaking see. that, like, it's just creepy. You bring him in right now! Pick it? You have three minutes. You have the title. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Titular line. Let him go. Let him go. Get your Holy shit, while you're old. <laughs> <laughs> have they been aging you? They've been aging you this entire time. <laughs> you know, that makes me... That, 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 uh, that makes me think they could have they explained his growth with, uh, with a time barrier. They could have mm-hmm. been like, yeah, we took him out and it's we like, came back in on the wrong trajectory and he aged a bit. Yeah, they could have done that. They could have done that. You want me to put you in the room again? Pretending, pretending what? Okay, that's it, we're done. No, 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 wait. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Come here, come here, Wait, come here, come here, wait. I'm sorry, come here. Dad, don't leave. Help me, please. Put you in the room. I won't, man. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get you out of here, okay? I promise you, I will get you out of here, okay? Yes, yes. I'm trying to think if what he said was the best thing to say. They're not who they say they are. They're pretending. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange because I feel like they don't say they're anything. It's hard to know what he means because yeah. we know what he means. We know what he means. Yeah, but it's hard to to for for to, to for my in Michael's position to to kind of know what that means. Yeah, and, and then to and then so we know what it means. But even the, what it means is kind of hard to describe. Of like, right? Know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's just strange because they, 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 I feel like they never actually say, oh yeah, you know, we're just like this and we certainly don't have any, you know, access to technology or other things like this. I mean, they have those guards in front of the hatch. I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's sort of the sense in which they're pretending is weird, you know? You should have said something like, this is all fake. Yeah, or something like that. Like um, more about the the circumstance. Yeah, I think that would have worked better. Doesn't matter. You know, they have houses on the other side of the island. They'll be angry enough to believe whatever you say. Exactly. It's yeah, but the thing is, like Michael, I I I don't think he knows what that means. What what means? You know, in the story. The the thing about they're they're pretending they're not who they yeah, say they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so vague. Yeah, so like he, I don't think he, I mean, he's worried about other stuff, and yeah. I don't think he really gives it a lot of thought what that means. He's got a list to deal with now. Yeah, exactly. 
If I do what you say, you get your son back. You both go free. And I want the boat. Nice. Oh, shit. I remember... I remember when this episode aired and they went to commercial there. I thought the episode was over. <laughs> that's a that's an episode ender right there. Yeah. This is a little epilogue, Phil. It feels like an epilogue. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a really punchy line. Yeah. Those girls don't look that deep. No offense. <laughs> but I guess if you have one hand, it's not that easy. Yeah. Josh Holloway, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, he looks upset. Yeah, that was interesting. I I wouldn't expect him to be the one they focused on there. I think that was the Anna Lucia crowd. He was he came to mourn her. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Oh, I remember this. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, I, I remember being really excited about this. Seems like such a It was like, oh shit, Locke's going into action. Uh huh, uh huh. You know, and it's like the first thing he does ends with him saying, "I was wrong." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. I remember this scene. Oh yeah, this is the scene where. Um, oh no, no, no! It wasn't this scene. No, this is, yeah, I remember this. This was great. Yeah. Saeed, Saeed calling it. Nobody else has any clue. Yeah. Why would he lie to us? Because I believe a father would do anything for his son. And this is why I was like, you gotta love Saeed. Yep. Because I believe he's leading you into a trap. You believe a lot, Saeed. I also believe that Henry was... He called it all. He did. No, he must continue to believe he's in control. Why the hell would we want to do that? So we can create an advantage. <laughs> Jack, stay out of this. <laughs> My area of expertise. <laughs> Why well, want to do that for like 15 reasons, Jack? Jesus, let me drive. <laughs> it, it's too bad because Saeed doesn't predict the fact that the camp is not where the trap is. I don't think it was mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. being here. That they're actually going to take them before they even get there. Yeah. She was a woman. Or actually, I think the point is they're not even going there. Michael's taking them somewhere else. Yeah, that's what it is. Rest in peace, Anna. Which makes the others look like better. Uh, like they like they had a good strategy for this. Like if someone figures it out and comes to this conclusion, then you know. Mm-hmm. They they or, don't have sight yeah, storming their Michael, camp. If Michael tells them and they pretend to be in on it, yeah, then we have yeah. backup. Yeah, was... exactly. Like they won't be there if someone comes to attack the camp. Since the camp doesn't matter at all, it doesn't. Or 
Psychiatrist. So wherever you are, Libby, just breathe. <laughs> One of them. No, oh, Hurley. Probably helped a lot of people. <laughs> Claire's oh, like, Hurley. I need more vaccine for the she baby. <laughs> Michael's like this, this dude. Yep. Oh, that's Michael's look of guilt. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. There it is, guilt. Guilt. And now he's like, well, that worked. <laughs> I didn't really have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, Michael, you just win. Sometimes you just wait and you win. <laughs> and Sun and Jin for this episode. Yeah, just so you know, they're still around. Yep. This is one of the things about this uh, phase of the show, like... Even if the all the cast members don't play a role, they they were like all together more often. Mm-hmm. And that that really stopped being the case next. Oh season. my god! Boat. Oh shit! I forgot <gasps> about this. Sun classic line. Classic boat. boat! Man, I was not expecting that. Now this, that's yeah. I remember this shot from the 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 next time on Lost. That's why Michael's line's not the end. Yeah. Because speaking of boat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember from, from the, from the question mark episode when they were like, next time on Lost and mm-hmm. see her say boat and they all look out to the ocean and yeah. there's that orange glow on their faces. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think like a spaceship is landing. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not that crazy. But. They can make you believe that. Yeah, wow. Classic, uh, pre, pre-finale, uh, uh, lost here, you know, like they're really ramping it up, a lot of good action, a lot of good yeah. character drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically stuff. all of the main conflicts and situations for the finale have been set up. Yeah. You have, uh, you have uh Locke going back to the hatch. He's going to try to stop Mr. Echo, who's already there pushing the button. You have Charlie frustrated building the church, so now he's going to go back and get involved in that situation. You have the crew, Locke and Sawyer, and not Locke and Sawyer, Jack and Sawyer, and and Hurley and uh, Kate. Uh, and they're going to go, you know, try to rescue the thing. And Saeed has his, like, counter mission where he's going to, you know, so it's like... Everything's in place, and then the boat shows up. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, there's a, there's enough going there's, on already. Yeah, there's already enough going on, and that's why you know it's a, it's a season finale, cause you have that third thing going on on top of yeah. everything else, and it's like, well that kinda changes what we were just about to do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's kind of, it's interesting that they don't directly tell us what it is. It's mm-hmm. just, a boat at this place, just abstract. We don't know who's on it. We don't know, you know, because they could have, they could have gone one step further and said, Des- it's Desmond, mm-hmm. you know, but they saved that for next week. Yeah, that, that would have been extra crazy. Yeah. Even to tell us Desmond of all people is back on that boat like that, that would have blown up, uh, blown up the TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. They couldn't want to blow up the TV. Don't blow up the TV. So, because we have to watch the next episode. Exactly. Uh, so I'm confused about Locke. So why did he like cut the the brace off his leg and storm towards the the hatch as if he made a decision about something? So what happened when he was sitting there doing nothing? What did I miss? <laughs> I mean, you know. Ultimately, it's up to interpretation, of course. But... <laughs> oh, God. This is, this is going to come back to bite us on everything. <laughs> well, Jacob's Cabin is really ultimately up to interpretation, so... Well, you know what? That thought did occur to me. Well, that was your first thought, of course. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, because obviously it's true, but it's also, like, really unhelpful. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think... I mean, it seems to me like the idea is, uh, you know, Locke decided that they should stop pushing the button in the last episode. And I think, and Mr. Echo decided that he would start doing it. And I think Locke sitting there on the beach, like, thinking about what to do next. And, you know, there's the brief thing with Charlie. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. But I think the idea is, like, the island is supposed to have healed him faster. You know, that's why his legs start where he feels that he can just cut off the things and walk now. You know? And, uh and you know, there was that scene with Rose where she tells him his legs are going to heal fast and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think I think there's that renewed sense of, like, uh, power and strength and stuff like that with the legs being healed. And also, like, him being healed is connected to his sense of purpose on the island and the fact that he's meant to be there and stuff. So I feel like he decides that he's going to stop Mr. Echo from pushing the button. He's going to end the madness of pushing the button, and that's why he gets up. And, you know, instead so, of just, so, I'm not going to do it, he's going to go but stop that's him. that's so strange. It's such a weird thing because it's almost, it's almost diametrically opposed. It's almost like it's, it's, because I feel like at a certain level, Locke can walk if he thinks he can walk. Right. <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, it seems and, that and, way. And, and that's directly related to whether or not he's convinced he's on the right path, right? Right. Okay. So, right. but, but it's almost like saying, he 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 gets his he gets the ability to walk back because he feels like he's on the right path. That right path being to not press press the button, right? Right, right. But before, when the path was to press the button, he had the <laughs> same ability, right? You know, and right. and and so it's like, well, what whatever thing is giving him this ability doesn't seem to care whether or not he presses the button. Right. Because those two things you can cross out of the equation. Right. Um, so it's kind of, so I'm just confused about what, what does he think, um, is, is happening? It's, I, I don't know. That was just weird to me. But yeah, okay. It makes sense. He, he knows that Echo is, pre- is, is going to press the button and, and he may even know like what time, I guess. So he's yeah. like, oh, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's sort of a step beyond, like, he's not doing it, so he's out of the hatch. He's like, I'm done, I'm not doing it. But it's like, no, it's not enough that I just not push it. It's, it, you know, we, the, we need to just stop pushing it all together. I'm going to stop it. So how do you – I can't remember. How did he get convinced that he shouldn't press it anymore? I I, I feel like – The Pearl Station video. Oh, that's think, all it was. It was just the video. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think when he saw that, he was like, it's a joke, it's just an experiment, it doesn't do anything. So, yeah, I think, and, and, but Echo's like, no, it does mean something. And, and I guess initially he's like, okay, well, if you want to waste your time, go ahead. But I, I think here he's like, no, you know, this has to end. But, okay, I guess that's where I get lost is, is he, he's going a step beyond his initial, uh, realization, right? To, to go yes. and say, I'm gonna stop you from pressing it. It doesn't actually justify his initial, it wasn't like he, he was, he was told or had a dream, no one needs to press the button. Don't press the button, press the button is bad. Then right. he starts with the first step of himself not pressing it, and then the second step of making sure no one else presses it. It's that right. he starts with it for himself saying, I don't think anyone should press it. It's a joke. And then he goes, you know, so what I'm saying is it's a, it's an extra leap for him to stop Echo from doing it because it doesn't right. make him any more assured of what his belief is, right? It's, it's cause it's not whether the button is good or bad. It's whether or not it's worth doing. Right. And I feel like that's the difference. It's, ah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't reinforce his conviction. I, I feel like it, it only, it only yeah. makes him seem petty and makes him mm-hmm. seem like everyone has to believe what I believe. But I think there's that side to Locke, you know? Yeah. Like he, he has that thing where, you know, it's what he wants is what's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he does want everyone to believe what he believes. He's like, don't tell me what I won't let you do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think that's, it, it isn't, it isn't a nice character trait, but I feel like it is something they've shown him doing, you know, over the course of the series. And so, yeah, it's like he decides, well, if I don't think it's worth pushing, then no one can push it. Mm-hmm. I'm you know? just, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why does that make him feel better in his idea that it's not worth pushing. Like the fact that somebody else is wasting their time on it just really bothers him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, such a, it's such a strange thing. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But it's like, yeah, somehow he needs he needs the whole experiment to be ended. He needs to like see what happens when you don't press it, see that nothing happens and then sort of feel this victory of being confirmed in what he already is very sure about, which Mm -hmm. is that, you know, which is that it doesn't do anything. And of course we know how that ends. (laughs) Yeah. Well, usually when he's most assured of something is when he's the most wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, whenever, yeah, <laughs> whatever he says, I've never been more sure. Of anything. <laughs> that's yeah, when you that's, know. That's the classic. Uh, he's reached, he's reached the pinnacle of his wrongness. <laughs> like he's, he's peeking out, guys. He's peeking out. He can't be more wrong in this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do feel like there will, there, like, if, if he were proved right, it would be a kind of victory for him. Because I, I think, I think that's another aspect of Locke that, like, people don't really talk about very much, because I think the show doesn't really present him, like, out loud this way, but, like, although he's the man of faith in his own words, 
um, and others at times, but they're usually quoting him. Um, <laughs> which, you know, bleh, changes things a bit. Anyway, like he, he's ostensibly someone who has faith, but really he, he loses it very easily. And, mm-hmm. and also like he wants confirmation. He wants constant like reassurance. Yeah. You know, that well, like, he's got abandonment issues, right? I mean, he's got severe yeah. abandonment issues. So he, he, he would just sort of, textbook psychology in a way need need reassurance in what he's doing and uh yeah. from, from outside people you know so that's i guess that's to be expected that's kind of interesting uh but yeah that's and i guess that's the difference between faith right you look at what echo is doing yeah where his he, you know his his faith is is kind of bringing him this peace Mm-hmm. And this calmness, where when Ek- when when Locke was on the right path, it was almost more um, ego. It was more. Yeah. It was more. Uh, this validates me, right? And and what I can sh- become to others because of it, because of yeah. my specialness, you know. Um, and and he he totally uses it in a different way. It, it didn't bring him like peace and calm, right? You know, yeah. Like, if anything, it was a source of more like <laughs> yeah. anguish and pain. And... Yeah, he couldn't handle it. He could. He needed it. He always needed it validated. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like for real faith, like it's supposed to be the way I was doing it. It's supposed to be something that's reassuring. That's kind of self uh, actualizing. Like it's it's something that uh, you know supports itself it doesn't the whole point of faith is that you don't need mm-hmm. outside uh confirmation yeah it's something you have it's within like, yourself Locke is like listen i'll have total faith if you just prove it to me yeah exactly exactly that's that's lock yeah. and it's like that's not that's not what the point of faith is supposed to be yeah. Con- convince me i should do it i'll have total faith i should do it <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I feel like, I feel like the difference between him and Jack is more just that Jack just refuses to believe no matter what he sees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And Locke's like, okay, well if you just show me that I'll believe it. Yeah, it's like, you know? it's like, it's not, yeah, it's Jack is unwilling to believe and Locke is too willing to believe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so it's not really about science versus faith, it's just about like, I don't know what, like, uh, stubbornness and, uh, gullibility. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Which is a weird conflict. It's, it's, but... I think it's both about ego, you know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about Locke's ego and, and his sense of self, and it's about Jack, you know. I think if, they, if they Jack, both have ego problems yeah, that manifest Jack, in different ways. If Jack believes in something supernatural, that, that upsets his worldview, you know. Right, right. And, and it, it, I think, yeah, it unsettles, it, by upsetting his worldview, it sort of calls his own, uh, um, uh, like if, if his worldview's wrong, then that means something bad about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's his faith, right? I guess that's what it is, is he's built his faith on himself. Yeah. And like what he can do or something, you know, something like that, and, and if, and if, for instance, someone can be healed supernaturally, yeah, that calls into question his medical skills or his knowledge, right. 
which means exactly. he, he could, you know, maybe that means he has to question himself and the decisions he's made. And so that kind of like everything crumbles after that. Right. Right. But yeah, you're totally right. I mean, for both of them, it's, it's about them as individuals. It's about, it's about their own, uh, egos and it's not about the bigger picture or about the good of everyone or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's about what it means for them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, but Echo is just reassured by, well, this is the mission I was given and I'm just going to perform it and I'm satisfied and, doing that. And it's weird that he, he drops the church to do this, but I, I feel like in a way it, it, it makes the point even stronger that he was in the middle of one path. He was in the middle of one way of doing something and he immediately mm-hmm. drops it when he finds the thing that convinces him is the right thing to do. Yeah. And doesn't look back. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I, I, but I think also there's an element there that it's Yemi in the dreams, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that's, that's what the smoke monster's using to a certain extent. But like, the fact that Yemi was the reason he was building a church in the first place, but now Yemi's telling him to do something else, I feel like that makes it a bit easier for him yeah, to drop the church, you know? Like, Yemi gave him this mission. And, you know, he had that woman in Australia telling him Yemi talked to her and yeah. said stuff to her. And he has this idea in his head that it's really Yemi, mm-hmm. you know. And that's up until the very last second, you know, he thinks that's Yemi talking to him, you know. So I feel like that all – that gives him uh, again, even more – Again, that's his that's his power again, right? Like, he was mm-hmm. almost on the cusp of knowing it's not <laughs> Yemi. Like, he should have he should have kind of known, right, that it was – yeah. Yemi, but he was convinced. You're totally right. You're totally right. Because he was skeptical all the way mm-hmm. up until that last minute. And then he was, like, questioning himself. And then he sees him again. And then, you know, it's like, oh, man, you almost had it. You were right before. Mm-hmm. You should have watched that episode. You would have seen. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much clearer. Yeah, and he he also just didn't make um I it also makes me wonder if he saw if he saw the smoke monster flashes cuz I I don't know if we ever really got an answer on that cuz I know like we see them mm-hmm. when the when the smoke monster is scanning him, mm-hmm. you know? Um but like was he aware that that stuff was in there? You know, like, like when the smoke monster judges Ben, he sees these, like, sort of video clips playing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, in, in the smoke, you know, so it seems like the smoke monster can serve as a kind of film projector. <laughs> <laughs> Evil incarnate slash film projector. <laughs> I never really thought about putting it that way, but. He's got two jobs. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. He could hold, like, he could hold like <laughs> revival night. Independent movie theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but anyway, the point I was trying to make was that if he did see that, like if he was on any level, and of course there's no dialogue indicating that he was, but if he was on any level aware that the smoke monster was scanning his memories, mm-hmm. then he could have drawn the conclusion that. If not the smoke monster itself, at least the island or something was the source of these messages. Mm-hmm. And it's not Yemi. It's like some entity speaking through him 
via his memories. Well, and you know that's you part know? of the problem with faith, right? Is he he and he he is already in a mindset, like you said, to want to believe that that's Yemi. So he's not as yeah. skeptical as he should be going into the situation. And and he they could have done it where he he says something, he asks Yemi a question that Yemi that the, that um, the smoke monster is Yemi couldn't answer. Right, you know, or or he says something that's very unyimmy ish, <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah. "Yimmy, you say that?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's right. that, that's kind of interesting. But um, you know, the downside of the faith part. Part. Um, yeah, 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 totally. And I, I think lost that that was one of the things they wanted to say. It's like faith can be, you know, and of course, I mean, I think Jack's victory in the end is, you know, something about the positive side of faith how it can motivate you to do things that you know without it you wouldn't want to or be capable of doing mm-hmm. you know but I, but I think they also showed that it's it's a weakness in the sense that it makes you very vulnerable to a lot of situations and people that can manipulate it yeah you know because if you if you really believe things without evidence that's something that that's people, something people that can will be take advantage of that yeah exactly yeah, exactly. And so it, it's, it's, it cuts both ways. And yeah, I think, I think that is definitely, um, uh, one of the big themes of this show. No question. I kind of wish they had harped on it a little more given how, how nicely faith ties in with this whole idea of, uh, interpretation and patterns and mm-hmm. randomness and imposing order on things. Yeah. And which is uh, all, all those topics are across the sea topics. All that stuff yeah. started with mother imposing order, telling That's them true. the, you know, what, you know, in terms of faith and spirituality, telling them what the, the light cave is, you know, like right. Giving meaning to this object on an island, you know, all that stuff, right. you know, is, is so fundamental to the show. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The mother says, I made it so you can't hurt each other. Uh, do they just believe that because she said it? Mm-hmm. Do, did she really have a power? I mean, or did they just realize it because that's what they believe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like maybe the smoke monster could have just hopped on the first boat, you know, hopped on the sub or something, disguised himself as like, you know, like kill some Dharma guy, disguise himself, hop on a sub and leave. And he just thought he couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause like, he, he said, no, you can't leave. And he's like, well, okay, I guess I can't leave this. Because I, I can't. Why would, well, if I could, why would I say I couldn't? <laughs> exactly. You think if I could leave, I would still be here? <laughs> And that's where you go, did you try? Well, no, I didn't try. Wow, why would I try? Why would I try? (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, all of that is really just, yeah, various examples of what we're, yeah, those ideas we've been talking about of, uh, because even that, even the idea of trying means faith, right? It's like, yeah. do you, you try because you have faith you will succeed in something or faith you yeah. will or won't, you know, but it's like you have to put meaning and an effort into just that situation. And so, right. yeah, all of that stuff is totally examples of um, these bigger themes they're working with. Yeah. And it's, but then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it totally works with the bigger picture of the show, but as a, you know, more small minded fan, I, I, 
I kind of wish we could have had something like that in uh, my loophole episode where we see the smoke monster try to leave and we mm-hmm. see what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I wish we had some idea, or did he never try to leave? You know, like, which one is it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I we don't really know, because he was there for a couple thousand years, and... This is, like, the saddest story of, like, the, 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 um... How would you, how would you phrase that? Like, the, uh... The prisonerless prisoner? <laughs> you know, like, like, the person who's trapped in a place that they're not trapped. Something right. something weird like that where it's right. it's really just this self-imposed prison and right. that's the saddest thing. And they and they come up with this elaborate scheme to escape that's like mm-hmm. completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And and brings about their own death ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they never escape. And so they Yeah, never, it really well, it really Well, that's funny. That's that's even that's even crazier to think Okay, you think you can't escape from this place, so what you do is you create an elaborate plan to escape, but you're so convinced you can't escape that you make the plan so elaborate as to put in points of failure for yourself where you <laughs> might end up failing to get off the island. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, look at like when he built, uh, when he built the um the donkey wheel to get off the island, right? Like mm-hmm. like he he's told he can't get off the island, but he he's gonna try. Mm-hmm. So he builds this thing, but he does go tell people, you know, he goes and tells Jake like you know, he he creates points of failure which it prevent him from actually right. getting off the island. And that'd be yeah. so crazy if his psychology is so warped from this one idea of you can't ever leave that mm-hmm. even when he wants to try to leave he, you know, it's like a, it's like he's he's one level removed, so he can't even. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like he's fight clubbing himself yeah. into not being able to leave. Yeah, but he never gets to see, you know, Tyler Durd. You know, it's he, right. He never, he never gets to go that one level out to see what's really happening. Right. He's stuck thinking, you know, Tyler's real or something. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing. Like, he built that wheel, and the wheel worked. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw people transported multiple times from there. In fact, he was in that fucking chamber himself, watching Locke turn it. You know, it's like, what happens if he turns it? <laughs> you know? As Christian? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah, like, like... Did he ever try that? Like, is there a force field around the wheel that he can't get through? Like, what is it, you know? Well, like, that makes the question, Are it's how, I guess he's pretty corporeal when he's in that form, right? I mean. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a little bit, they're, I mean, they're pretty vague about that. He's He's invulnerable, so there's a sense in which he can't be sort of the, the same kind of corporeal as a person. But I mean, like, you know, he doesn't bleed. Could, could he physically have turned the wheel? I'm sure we asked that question before. I mean, I think so, right? I mean, he certainly manipulates objects and stuff when he's in the bodies. You know, we see him, you know, holding things and touching people <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Various manipulations of objects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sweeping with a broom, perhaps. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, at the time, you know, because he tells Locke, Locke's like, can you help me? And he's like, no. 
I can't, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, he like breaks his leg or something when he falls down there, you know, and, and it did give us the impression that he couldn't interact with him. But I feel like from what we see later, he could have like he does have a physical presence. <sighs> yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Uh, why couldn't he have just. Well, I guess part of the thing is, well, I guess that would have been a, a shortcut to his loophole, right? Because yeah. if his loophole was to get the Losties back to the island so he could... Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm confused. Wait, no, that wait. wasn't the loophole. So Wait, but he... he but I'm saying he, part of the plan is to get the Losties back. That's true. That but, is part of the plan. That's just he, not the loophole. That's not the loophole. But I mean, but the loophole consists of getting them back. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. No, you're right. I'm sorry. That is part of the loophole, actually. Yeah, I, I forgot because there's like multiple stages of the loophole. Yeah, no, there's just various <laughs> stages. This is like stage seven where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He does have to get them back. He needs to get them back. But he needs to get them back because he wants Locke back dead. Right. But but it's funny because Locke is there right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the... Sh- so the shortcut out of the loophole would have been, okay, let me get to the end of this goal, which is just to get off the island. So he could presumably turn the wheel and just get off the island. The Mm -hmm. other shortcut was Locke is there right now. Right. Why couldn't he have just killed Locke? Because he can't kill the candidates. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or so he thinks. Or so he thinks, of course, of course. (laughs) You know, but, like, that's what matters in the scene. Yeah, no, that's how they get out of a lot of problems. Like, that rule, that really helps a lot. Because if he could have just killed them, (laughs) then, like, a lot of the plot should have been simplified. (laughs) Same thing for Jacob. I mean, that's why they have that rule. Because if he could have just killed Jacob, like, he, you know, Mm -hmm. his problems should have been over, like, forever ago. Yeah. You know? Well... Because, yeah, I agree, like, he should have just, like, the simplest solution, and, like, what happens if he tries, by the way? What happens if he tries to kill Locke? You know, he can he can make a bomb that, like, goes off when you defuse it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then if someone is dumb enough to, like, pull the thing, trying to defuse it, then the bomb will explode, so, yeah, and then they can die. <laughs> You know? here's, a, here's a very simple example of how this the logic of this breaks down. Okay, Man in Black puts Locke in a chokehold. Okay, and mm-hmm. is Locke just never gonna die from suffocation? <laughs> like he's just never gonna die? What's gonna yeah. happen here? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I like that's what I was trying to say about the the bomb. Like, where's the line there? Yeah, where it's like if he made that bomb, even if he rigged it in a strange way, where you know diffusing it is what arms it. Why does that not count as him kill? You know, when Saeed and Son and Jin die, why is that not breaking the rules? Mm-hmm. You know, like they try to say that it isn't, but to me, it's just. I mean, it reminds me of the whole, like, coming into your house well, thing on True Blood. It's like, maybe because he didn't build the bomb, he only rewired it or whatever he did. <laughs> I feel like part of, cause, cause part of the loophole that they use is, is they have, you know, they have other people help in the killing. So maybe that was part of it. Like, he didn't build the bomb. Right. Right. 
Right, that's true. He didn't build the bomb. He he just rewired it. But he did plant it in Jack's thing, you know. But they were responsible for arming it, right? Because if they didn't pull the wires, then it wouldn't have been armed. Mm-hmm. So in, in that way, he gets out. But to me, that feels very, you know, legalistic. I mean, I, you know, that's why I brought up the Trubot thing. It's like, okay, technically they're mm-hmm. responsible, well, but it's what, like, yeah, that's like Trubot. The the whole. Vampires can't enter your house if you own it. It, it. it is very legalistic when it's like, okay, who owns the deed to this house? Because that's yeah. going to determine whether or not this vampire. And it's like, really, Has the right. you got to go down to that level for this supernatural thing to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like all about property rights and like deeds and contracts, and and then there and and also it had loopholes. Like they can, <laughs> they can, right? I mean, they can glamour you inside your house and tell you to invite them in, Mm -hmm. you know, and like that actually works. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, how does that work? Like, that's bullshit, you know? Like, it's not about your intention. It's about the words you say more. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even if the vampire is like using a kind of mind control to make you do it, the fact that you just say the words is all that matters. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's, that's, that's how that feels to me, where it's sort of like the rules have this weird sort of just, it's all about the technicalities. You know, but if it's like that, then it's sort of, it, it's, it's like, why couldn't he kill Locke by like, you know, arranging some strange scenario where, you know, Locke steps into a trap or something, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's yeah, like, well, I didn't kill him. And an arrow shoots him, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then it's like, well, you made the arrow get, you know, mm-hmm. get pulled. It wasn't me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if he could rig a bomb like that, he could set a trap, right? I mean, you know, like, I don't know, that just seems like that would be a much simpler solution <laughs> than what he actually did. Sending him the donkey wheel and having yes. him go through, yeah. <laughs> yes. It depends on so many, so many moving parts. Yeah. It's unbelievable that any facet of that plan worked, let alone, like, almost all of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, his plans did not fail until, like, the last, last seconds. Yeah, no, he almost got away with it. He was damn close. And I, it, you know, I think if you put aside the idea that he's evil incarnate, like you said earlier, I mean, I think you can view his life as extremely tragic. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact so that he... So much solitary living and, um... Yeah, exactly. As this monster thing, mm-hmm. you know, like he really can't talk to anybody other than Jacob, who yeah, who won't talk to him, won't talk to him. And so, yeah, the only other people he can talk to, he has to be in kind of deceptive mode to talk to them, you know, because he, because they're all pawns in him wanting, you know, his ultimate goal of getting off the island. Yeah, he can't just like, oh, here's some new people on the island, let me make friends, because you know what, yeah. he did that before, and mm-hmm. mom killed them all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He already tried like just living with whoever comes to the island and making mm-hmm. peace, and uh, that didn't work out. So he didn't, no, it is really tragic. Yeah, he didn't ask for it. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong that's you know it's not until jacob tries to kill him well i guess okay he was going to kill the mom right so that was bad or he did yeah, yeah, yeah. he did kill the mom he, he did kill the mom yeah but you know i mean i mean it's 
it's is it kind of bad? Yes, but I mean, she did <laughs> she did kill his entire village. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, revenge like that. I mean, usually we consider that, if not justified, at least like understandable. Yeah, you know, I mean, the entire village. Every single person, think, but so, him. But that's the thing, right? So, but Jacob took this as a, 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 you know, as a bad sign, right? And and yeah, he definitely didn't think it was reasonable. But but um, I'm trying to remember how they even got to the light cave. Why were they even out there? J- Jacob just grabs him and like takes him there. He's like, I'm just gonna put you in here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's weird. I. I because I remember they were fighting, and then all of a sudden he just drags him out to the light cave and was like, "Here, yeah. you want to leave? That's, leave." Is that what? That's he exactly what. I, yeah, that's exactly okay. what he says. <laughs> okay, so I'm remembering correctly. He's like, "You want to find the light? You want to leave this place?" And then he throws him in there. All right, all right. Yeah, it's it's uh, well as as uh, we noted in our episode when we talked about that episode originally i mean there, there's definitely some strange mm, plot machinations in that episode it's it's they're trying to do a lot of stuff in one episode and so yeah. they 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 have like a lot of lines that are setting things up but it's kind of awkward the way the story develops but like earlier in the episode you know she, the the mother says like going down there would be like worse than death you know mm-hmm. even even though it's beautiful and it's also the source of light in every man and it's it's you know but it's evil if you go down you know it's like it's sort of confusing like what <laughs> What the message is about that place? Because it's both things at once. I, yeah, exactly. And, but what's strange is, how does she know? Like, wow. if this had happened before, then that means there should be another smoke monster on the island, right? And that is what a lot of people think. Yeah, uh, a lot of people think that she herself was a smoke monster, and that's how she knows. That's a fairly mm-hmm. common theory. And I, I tend to think that, I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, but it feels, but how can there be two evil incarnates? Yes. That, that's one thing that I think is a point in favor of her not being a smoke monster. I think another thing is just that it feels, maybe it is in the spirit of lost now that we've like discovered what the spirit of lost is, (laughs) but it felt, it feels weird to me that at that late stage, if she were a smoke monster, they wouldn't tell us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why not just tell us she was a fucking smoke monster? Yeah. You know, like, wh- like that would help under that would help me understand her more. I think if I knew she was a smoke monster, she was thrown down there, and she has the same whatever that the man in black has. You know, that might explain some of her strangeness. Or they could, or it could have been something like maybe there was, you know, her the, her husband or you know some male counterpart was. Turned into the smoke monster and he actually left the island and that was the black plague. The black plague happened Mm -hmm. with that, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, they could have said something like that. She knows that if they leave, there's this sickness that happens or this Mm -hmm. widespread evil, like, you know, something like that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be, that would be an interesting idea. Actually, you know, 
okay, maybe this is going too far. But now that I have this idea of her being a smoke monster in my head, mm-hmm. I started thinking about that episode and thinking about the fact that, you know, the, the real mother of uh, Jacob and the Man in Black, like, comes back as a as a ghost and talks to the Man in Black and, like, reveals to him this information. And really, she serves as the catalyst for the whole episode because without her, the Man in Black would never know what happened, mm-hmm. you know, how he was born, where he came from, and, and, you know, he would never have the motivation that drives him for the rest mm-hmm. of his life, Yeah, actually. So, like, that ghost plays a huge role. Um, if the mother's a smoke monster, I feel like there's a serious possibility that that's actually her, and that actually she set up the whole scenario because she wanted a successor, you know, and she knew that... uh she knew that it would be Jacob. She knew the Man of Black, because he was always wanting to leave, that he would not be the one to stay on the island and protect it forever. You know? And so actually, it was just an elaborate plan by her to eventually be killed and pass it on to the next generation. But are you saying, are you saying, it almost makes sense to me, are you saying, she, but why, why do the plan though? Why not, why not just wait until she dies normally? Well, the thing is, I don't think she will. I mean, I think when you're a protector, you're, you're basically immortal unless someone kills you. Okay. So, but then, then why get killed at all? Oh, you're saying, but, but, but if, but she's a smoke monster, but she doesn't want to leave. So, so there's nothing wrong with her being a smoke monster, but you're saying she can't be, uh, okay. But, but now that that he's a smoke, he, that's a good point. I monster yet, but, but, but he might be a smoke or he might want to leave. And the only way you can stop people from leaving is if you have a protector and she can't both be a protector and a smoke monster, so she has to kill herself so that Jacob can become the protector so he can stop Man and Black from leaving? Um, that's another level. I wasn't even saying all that, but that works. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it, what you said makes sense in terms of like, <laughs> why, you know, in terms Fair of enough. like why she needed to do that. Right. I mean, I was just thinking she, was ready to be done, and it was sort of as simple as that. I, I, I think, I, like, I guess what I was saying is that the Man in Black, like, wanting to leave wasn't about him being a smoke monster. That was just a carryover from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, you know, the person well, he was before. Well, that's what it was, right? It was first, of, first it was he wants to leave, but he shouldn't. Then it was he wants yeah. to leave, but he can't. Right. And now he's a smoke monster, and bad things right. will happen. Right. Right, exactly. So, and so I guess, like, if someone is turned into a smoke monster and they don't want to leave, then they still, they won't necessarily want to leave, you know. <laughs> what? If Just because they they're a smoke monster. If they don't want to leave. They, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? Being a smoke monster doesn't necessarily make you want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, she could be a smoke monster even if she doesn't want to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, potentially. For sure. But the thing is, I don't really believe that theory. It's just that I can sort of, because I feel like the appearance of the mother, the real mother ghost, like, it's bothered me <laughs> a lot. But we see and, her again though, right? We see her when it's deaf, when it's for real her. Well, I mean, before they're born. 
Is that what no, she No, but I mean, don't we see her, uh, doesn't she come talk to Hurley at some point? Hurley? No, 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 no. Oh, no, you're thinking of Richard's wife. Oh, that's Richard's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually, they actually look kind of similar. Okay, I'm, uh... I can totally see that. <laughs> why, why was I thinking? Oh man, that would be crazy if she showed up to Hurley. I, I wish that happened. Reason, I thought for some reason the mother came back at a later time. Am I just making that up? I, I'm pretty sure you're thinking of Richard's wife. Okay. Man, but I mean, unless I'm forgetting. No, okay, something. that's right. Because Richard's wife was from the past too. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she comes and talks to Hurley and has a whole thing with him and yeah. It's strange because they they serve oh, you know similar. Here, here's how I can disprove. Well, I can at least maybe disprove your theory that uh, the the mother mother was a smoke monster who turned into the real mother mm-hmm. is because the boys shouldn't have a memory of the mother. So how would she have used that to turn into her? Um, well, she, I mean, she met the mother because she killed her. So she can take on the appearance of the mother just from the mother herself. Oh, but does she have to get it from the person to trick them? I mean, I don't think she has to, when she, when the smoke monster appears as a person, I don't think it has to, the person they appear as has to come from the person they're appearing to. Oh my God, that's too complicated. Yeah, yeah, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Like, when he is Christian, for example, to Locke, like, Locke doesn't know Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right, then that doesn't mean anything, then. Um, I want to I want to investigate the idea that she's a smoke monster, but I, 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 at the, you know, from so far thinking, I can't find any good examples to prove it. Examples to prove it? Well, yeah, like things that would make me think that it's likely she was a smoke monster, you know. Right, right. Or anything that makes, you know, just just evidence, you know, evidence. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, I agree. There isn't much. Honestly, I don't believe it. I just, that, it's just that the the mother ghost always bothered me. And if that were actually the the fake mother Mm -hmm. as a smoke monster sort of manipulating the situation, it makes more sense to me, I guess. It feels more... Right. I, the only other evidence is just the fact of the extent to which the village was wasted, you know, and sort of her as uh, a kind of ordinary human being. Uh, it was a lot of destruction, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's why people jump to the conclusion that she has to be she has to be something more to, you know, Kill an entire village and burn it down and then fill up this giant hole where the, you know, where the donkey wheel is and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. she just shouldn't be able to do that if she doesn't have some extra, you know, powers, mm-hmm. basically. And and basically on the show, the only thing with superpowers I mean, listen, she is, is evil, so it does help if she is a yeah. monster, you know. Um yeah. I, I just, I just want to, I gotta maybe think about it more, but I, I want to think about what she did and find more evidence that it's like, okay, that makes sense. Cause yeah, like the, destroying the town makes sense. That's good evidence. It means yeah. something and, and we definitely know a smoke monster could do that, but we, I mean, we yeah. definitely know she's more than just human. 
That's true. That's true. And see, that's the way I always took it because, I mean, I know we never saw Jacob like destroy a, a village or something, but you know, he could make people immortal. He did have, he did have some kind of, I mean, he was immortal himself. Because I'm just thinking like it could be as simple as mother's a smoke monster and she tells the man in black he can't leave the island because she was told she can't leave the island. Mm hmm. It could be as simple as that. And so there's a, there's a previously across a the episode where, yeah, where she yeah. was a young, you know, where her sister threw her down there. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's like, you can't mm-hmm. leave now. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm stuck here. But she, you know, <laughs> but she didn't want to leave. So it wasn't, it wasn't right. a big conflict because she, you know, she also right. thought the island needed protecting or something. Right. You know? Right. I, so I wouldn't she, put it past them to to have this kind of cycle go on forever, and um, I, I I feel like it's I feel like I want to say it's unlikely that Man in Black was the first smoke monster on that island. I want to say I want to say sixty forty. <laughs> I mean, I I agree that like another thing people bring up, which you already brought up, is the fact that. You know, mother says words about what happens if you go down there. Mm-hmm. You know, saying it's a fate worse than death, which does suggest that someone told her that, or that's come from somewhere, and that does suggest the idea that someone has done it before. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, I agree. I agree. I and and yeah, I mean, I I, I I'm sort of I'm sort of torn on that question because I. I kind of feel like the show told us that was the first smoke monster and the only one. And it's, if it's evil incarnate, you only have evil incarnate one time. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about you that, can, but can't, can't you have multiple evil incarnates? Why can't yeah, you have two? Yeah, that's a good question. I was thinking that when we said that earlier, I was like, well, maybe you can't have two evil, they're both evil incarnate. Well, okay, you tell me, like, why can you have two? <laughs> I mean, is there, I mean. Well, because, because evil incarnate it doesn't um that concept to me doesn't mean it's all the evil that there is right it just okay. means that it's very evil okay it doesn't mean you know that the totality right. of evil is in this one it wasn't all. See, I guess that was my interpretation. Because, I or, guess... or look at it this way: you have, take evil incarnate as a singular thing, right? Yeah. Now, if you split that in two, they're both yeah. half evil incarnate, but right. they're both evil incarnate. That's true. So I feel like it's one of those weird things where it's the value might be less, but it's still the thing. I don't know. Right. Right. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I guess I originally envisioned it that, like, when he goes in the cave, he really, like, all the e- – he sucked up all the evil. Yeah, you know I was, what I mean? I, I used to think that, too, but the more I, the, the more human he seems, the more less likely and the more, you know, pedestrian they make him, like uh, – or he – that we discover he is through, through re-examining stuff. I feel like it's not that simple – because there should be more evil left, right? There is still evil left in the world after he does that. Mm-hmm. There's still evil left right. on the island. I mean, there, so it's like yeah. if he took all the evil, then, you know, where did he take it from? Because there's still more evil around. Right, right. You know, so – and that's why, I feel, and, you know, the meaning that we put on that word evil and, and what they do in the show, I think we – it's just oh, it's just played out. I think like it's just like he had some evil, a little evil, but that's enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, enough, yeah. It's enough to make him a smoke monster. 
Right, right, right. I mean, I guess the vision I had in my head of uh, him being a, a human being and also being evil incarnate was that it was sort of... Uh, and part of why he doesn't really know, he doesn't seem to be aware <laughs> of his own powers a lot of times or denies he has certain powers. Um, uh, is Is that like he... He doesn't perceive, I mean, for him, like, his consciousness is still the same as it was before, you know, so he just has his own, you know, but it's sort of like the evil's along for the ride as a, um, you know, as a sort of, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, um, what's, what's the word for when you get on something and you don't have a ticket? Um, isn't there a word for that? <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I know. I don't know if there's a word, but I feel like I know what you're talking about. Like uh, it's not trespassing. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, like you get you you know you hop on a, like when you a bum train a, when or you something. bum a ride. Is it a phrase you're looking for? Yeah. I I I I, I thought it was like a, like just a word. For the kind of person, for the person who does this, you know, like they, they hop on a train oh, and they don't oh, have a ticket. Oh, you mean a no ticketer. And they, <laughs> <laughs> that common phrase, the no ticketer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like a person gets on and they don't have a ticket. I, I, I don't know if there's a word for that. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, okay, at the very least, you get the idea of what I mean. Like yeah. it's sort of, it's sort of coming along as a passenger. But it's not it's not driving his brain, but it's kind of uh in the background, like you mean influencing his dark him. passenger? Like his dark yes, thank you. Thank you. No, that's perfect. Like something like that. Like it's not it's not like it's literally taken over his mind. He still has his own mind, but it's it's there like influencing him subconsciously. Yeah. You know, like that's that's how it seems to me. You know, because it's like part of him. You know, mm-hmm. but but his conscious mind is See, still I, the same I, as it I was. Come to the, I'm coming to the conclusion that it's it's like I said before, it's more like he stepped in evil and it's on his shoe, <laughs> following him around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but but it's not necessarily influencing him. It's just more. It's, okay. It's unfortunately a part of him, but he can't find it. You know, people right. people are like trying to point it out to him, and he's he's looking at his shoe. He doesn't see anything. Like, right. they keep telling him he's evil, and he's like, where? Where's the evil? Right, right, right. I guess I, I tend to want to think it influences him some, but I think that is he definitely was, He was bad before, but that's the thing. He wasn't a good guy before. Right. You know? That's true, but it, it seems to me like... It seems to me like he was worse. But the thing is, on the other hand, you know... He he's worse after two thousand years of imprisonment. So <laughs> the fact of that in too, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's like not really fair to sort of compare. That's the thing. Like I want to say that, but on the other hand, it's justifiable to a certain not justifiable, but at least like understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, like being having that sort of you know being willing to do whatever it takes to get off the island after being trapped there for so long it's not it's just not the same as just you know i just want people to suffer you know because i just like it when people suffer you know it didn't really seem like he had that 
you know, degree of evil. You know, where yeah, like that's the whole difference. We talked about it before. That's the difference between evil incarnate and man in black. Is evil incarnate would have wanted Jacob to bring people to the island, would have helped him bring people to the island, so he could torment these people. Yeah, and so he could play with them like rats in a maze and just have fun killing them off one by one and 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 giving them these psychological nightmare dreams and and yeah. making them do all these crazy things. You know what I'm saying? That's what Evil Incarnate would do. He wouldn't want to leave the island. That'd be his best playground. Right. You know? But but that's but Man in Black was always goal oriented. Was he just wanted freedom? And that's the biggest thing of biggest problem with him as a villain it's his goal is freedom which is which is so understandable right it's it's tough to be like oh i hate that villain he wants freedom you know <laughs> yeah 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 nobody wants that <laughs> nobody wants that freedom <laughs> only only assholes want that <laughs> Evil, evil assholes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, and I, I think it was a weird choice. Um, and I'm not sure that they were always going in that direction. Like, I, my, my sort of plot change nose starts twitching when... <laughs> I think you should see a doctor about that. <laughs> Well, I, I will, um, uh, when, when I come to this point, because it, it sort of feels to me, uh, you know, the, the argument between Man in Black and Jacob about whether people are good or evil, you, you have that thing, you have the Man in Black wants to leave, you have the backstory of the two of them, you have, uh, him being evil, and be, and you have the rules, you have all these things, and it feels to me like these, a lot of these ideas were come up like they they came up with them at separate times, mm-hmm. you know, and like some of them were there earlier, and some of them were added later, and they tried to turn it into a coherent thing, but it kind of feels to me like there was an idea of the smoke monster being evil. It feels to me like that was first, and then the later thing was what's his motivation? He wants to leave. He's been trapped there. Who's it feels to me like, yeah, he's been trapped there. Who's trapping him? Yeah. The, the, exactly. The good virgin who is trapping him, who also is yeah. the people the others are following. Okay. Yeah. How did they get in that situation? Oh, well, they're brothers. Yeah. How did they get started? You know, where did the conflict start? Well, the conflict started when yeah. their mother said, you're good and he's bad. Exactly. Exactly. But then when you get to the end, it's sort of like, but he's evil? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it sort of doesn't add no, up anymore. Again, it, again, it's like what we said about it's the numbers again. It's like, yeah, you, we, we see these, we see these, these plot elements basically in reverse order, the most interesting thing first. And then right. you get to the end, which is the final thing that they say about it. It's the most mundane thing about it. And, right, and then you go, really? All of that from this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good point, actually, because it has that structure, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I think it, it might also be possible that when they introduced the numbers, they they thought it would uh, come to something, but then they realized it kind of symbolized, you know, that that ultimate sort of. Uh, 
red herring in a way, yeah. you know, or just like non that mystery that never, you know, that doesn't really have an answer yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of meaningless, you know, but I, I, I think, I think it's clear from early in the series. I mean, there's a whole thing with, uh, Locke giving that speech. And I, I mean, I think they had this light and dark thing, good and evil. I mean, they, they made that very explicit and I think they wanted that idea early on. It's just that the backstory that they ran into sort of didn't, uh, gel together very well with the idea that he was evil. And it, it just, it feels, that's, that's the sense I get about, about what happened there, you know, and that the story they came up with just sort of, I, it also bothers me that they didn't name him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand that. If he's evil incarnate, then I understand why they didn't name him. But the character they showed us, it feels like they should have named him. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think there's something cool. I think they're happy with it being cool that he doesn't have a name, but I think it, 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 I agree exactly what you're saying. Like it, it should have been a little bit more convincing to them to give him a name. Yeah. To just be happy with it being cool that he doesn't have a name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think the character that we saw, he was a very distinct, particular person mm-hmm. you know he was not an abstract entity yeah. you know he had a personality and a life and you know i feel like he deserved a name and to abstract him like that i mean it works sometimes i mean stephen king's man in black character which i'm sure was some kind of influence on that particular name choice mm-hmm. like is is much more, you know, uh, an evil incarnate type character where you, he, he just likes playing around with people. He likes destruction and chaos and it totally makes much more sense that he is this kind of force, you know, mm-hmm. and not really, uh, not really a particular individual, yeah. you know, um, and and so it kind of makes sense that he doesn't have a name or he has like a million names yeah. you know like it sort of works but like for this guy like it i don't know it just doesn't add up to me their presentation of him and again it just feels like a mixture of ideas about him you know mm-hmm. and i think i think it can work with the general idea of like we don't really know how evil or if he was evil and all that, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of fits, but it also just bothers me. I mean, I also just kind of wish, I wish they had been more clear about that, both for me, selfishly, and also just for the character and the story itself. I mean, I yeah. feel like I would have a, a different investment in the story if the character himself had an understanding of who he was. Yeah. And, you know, also Jacob's relationship with him, I think, I feel like they wanted to say something about the nature of evil, and I don't know what it is they said about it, but I, I wish it could have been something simple like, you know, uh, the only evil is the things men do or something like that. So it's not about yeah. who, who, who pushed who into the light cave, who, who got evil incarnate all over them. It's about, well, what did you do after that? 
you know, right. what did you do with your actions and did you hurt people and cause harm? Okay, then you're the evil one. You right. know, uh, and it seems like they could have made a point like that if they wanted to, but, uh, but yeah, I don't really know. Maybe, maybe in the next couple of years we'll, we'll figure out, uh, Man in Black and Evil Incarnate and what they were sort of trying to say about evil because they, they got very specific. I mean, they even took out instruments to measure evil. So, mm-hmm. you know, what does that mean if it's measurable? It's scientific. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's objective. Who's, what's, right. what's good and bad. And that seems like the opposite of what they should be trying to say. Right. Right. And then yeah. I think if they, if they want to, you know, have a character say, uh, you can measure good, goodness and evil, then they, and, and they don't think that that's true, then they should show that being wrong. And I, I don't know if Dogen's story is, is supposed to somehow show him being wrong about that belief or, um, cause he ended up getting killed by the evil guy. <laughs> right. Uh, who we thought was evil, so. <laughs> It does make him look kind of right. I yeah. guess on the other hand, like, it does seem like at, at the last minute, uh, Saeed and, and, and also Claire, who he presumably off screen also measured, um, you know, seem to be able to shake off this, you know, this, this being evil disease that they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's called BED. And so- <laughs> And so it feels like maybe to a certain extent that did prove him wrong because, you know, he, he said pretty explicitly, like once, once it takes you over, like there's no, you'll never come back from it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, uh, you'll, you'll never be the same again or whatever, you know? Yeah. Same thing they said and, about Ben. Yeah. 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 Of course. Ugh, yeah. And that, uh, <laughs> Oh my god. And again, like, why was, yeah, I don't know, let's not talk about him, but he, he, he got, he got it off easy on this show. Ben? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like Michael Emerson was just too good. Mm-hmm. And like, they, they just didn't wanna like, punish his character too much. <laughs> the most evil character in the show they just felt too bad about. They're like, well he's so good. Yeah. He's bad. Like his, his, his acting was so good, it was just like they couldn't, they couldn't bring themselves to have him really like have well, maybe the- Maybe that was the, maybe that's the only thing he doesn't do well with acting is when he's being punished. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, oh yeah, maybe, maybe he's so. the worst actor when he's getting his comeuppance. But every other thing he's expert at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, well we yeah. just can't write that scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be hilarious. He's like, he's a genius, but when he's being punished, he's like the worst actor you've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. He just looks at the camera Ow. and yeah, he just. Why like, are you punishing me? <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch, everybody. David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be my Michael Everson impression, but yeah, it did kind of sound like David Lynch. Yeah, they're close. They are, they are, they are. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I mean, I think his, his redemption arc was good in certain ways, but I, I do agree that it's, it's, I mean, it's part of the thing I was saying about Michael. It does feel imbalanced. It feels like, you know, other characters, like Michael had to suffer a lot for minor sins and mm-hmm. he just kind of, you know, got off pretty light 
you know, he had to dig his own grave one day, you know, but like that, <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he lost Alex, I guess, you know, maybe that was his big punishment. Eh. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> to me, that's getting off easy. If that all, yeah. out of everything he did, he only lost Alex, like, that's yeah. pretty getting off, that's getting off pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. after having her for, after raising her, and for, you know, until what, 15, 16, 17 years, or however old she was, yeah. right? which is, Michael didn't get that at all. He got maybe that many days with Walt. You yeah. Know. Got a point there. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, looking for Ben being and, punished. And, like, Ben wasn't even her dad, her real dad, and Michael was, yeah. was Walt's real dad. It's just That's like, true. yeah, it's all, all very disproportionate. He kidnapped her, actually. Yep. Um, oh, he's upset about the girl he kidnapped. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's not, uh, it's not that. It's not that strong, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm like them. I, I'm, I'm sort of won over by his redemption thing. Although I think at the end it gets, it gets a bit muddy. His, his like final evil turn. Like I yeah. think that, I think that period was, was kind of mangled. But, uh, you know, the initial thing was good and, uh, I guess, uh, I think because, you know, he he was also, like, a big pawn of the Man in Black, part of his loophole plan, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that put him in a kind of sympathetic position to start with. Yeah. You know, the fact that you realize, like, you know, even though, uh, even though Locke obviously was also quite a bit manipulated and Ben manipulated him as well... In, you know, all the way up to murdering him, you know, Ben himself, you know, uh, had been subject to this, this whole thing and like is, is talked all the way up to killing his god, you know, mm-hmm. by this guy, you know, and I, I feel like, I feel like that puts you in a position of wanting to sympathize with him because it's, you know, it's such a, vulnerable position that he's in and you know relative to the big villain of the season you know i i feel like that's that's somehow how he ends up not being a bad guy that suffers in season six mm-hmm. yeah it's it's tough it's tough he you know and plus a lot of the the, a lot of this, the bad stuff he did was a while before he actually has to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, I mean, the off-island stuff is sort of different, you know? Because it's, it's kind of like revenge and... Remember when he forced, he, he tricked Saeed into killing all of Woodmore's men for like a year or whatever? <laughs> like... Yeah, that was a weird year, man. I'm not sure if even he knew sometimes, uh... <laughs> Why he was doing that, or what exactly the threat was. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, Woodmore's like, my guys are, I don't know what's happening, I'm just trying to run a legitimate business here, mm-hmm. and I send my guy off on a golf vacation, and he mm-hmm. ends up dead on the green, like, what the hell? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, like, it's like, no, Widmore's going to kill us all. And <laughs> like, are you sure, guys? Like, yeah, it's like, are you, how do you know that? How do you know? Yeah. No, I mean, that subplot is a mess. But, uh, but, you know, it's different, I think, because it's pretty explicitly about revenge for Alex. And so it's, it's not really the same as like some of the other stuff he was doing that was, you know, people who hadn't done anything to him and, you know, who didn't really, you know, there's a sense that like Widmore is evil and his, the people that work with him are evil. And so they kind of deserve it, you know, which wasn't true at all. Well, it, it, not that it was true, but you know, that, you know, there was <laughs> I that I was, idea. I'm just saying in hindsight, like, it wasn't true at all. Like, okay. Yeah, but it felt true. The worst thing Widmore did. It's the worst thing that Widmore did. Well, let's see. He wasn't very nice to Desmond <laughs> at one time. He was persnickety on occasion. <laughs> he was very persnickety. He was, he was very, he was very snobbish. He wouldn't let him drink his whiskey. He mocked him he for did. how little money he made. He did. He did. Uh, <laughs> such bad evil things, uh, these make. This swallow is worth what you can make in a month. <laughs> how dare him. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was, uh, not nice. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, um, after that, there was, uh, no, I think, I think probably the worst thing he did was just send the freighter with Kimi and, you know, mm-hmm. those guys were kind of bad and, I mean, I think that's probably his worst thing by far. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they were bad guys, but he was going against Ben there, you know. And Ben, uh, Ben won that fight, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah by blowing up the freighter and killing Kimi and sicking the smoke monster on them and all that stuff. But Ben had help. Ben had help from smoke monster. True. True. And Michael. And, and that seems very, yeah, well, that's yet another hole in the story. But yeah, yeah, no, right. And he hired Michael to, to be on there. But I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that even though Winmore hired these like ruthless mercenaries and, you know, sent them to the island and obviously like they were gonna just, you know, I mean, they killed people and whatever. Uh, you know, he was going up against Ben who was equally, if not more, you know, ruthless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and who did in fact kill he basically his, everyone. You're saying he was there. his most ruthless when he was going up against the most ruthless guy on the show. Yes. Okay, I'll buy that. Exactly, exactly. And, like, meanwhile, like, Ben, like, you know, leaves that bomb for Michael on the, on the, on the boat, and, like, he tries to set it off, and, like, it doesn't go off, and then, and then he talks to Michael, and he's like, I just wanted to teach you a lesson that (laughs) we're, we're not like them, you know. We don't blow up, we don't just kill people, you know. That was your decision, you know, it's just like, where he gets off with that fucking, like, moralizing, like, ugh, uh-huh. God. I hate when the others are like that. Anyway. Yeah. It just, uh, that's what that whole thing reminded me of. Because it's like, I was thinking about the fact that he he basically killed, like, everybody that came on that freighter <laughs> except for a few. Indiscriminately. You know? Yeah, indiscriminately after, like, telling Michael about how, oh, we're better than them. And that's what I wanted to prove to you by, like, sending this <laughs> fake bomb. 
You know? It's yeah. just like, what a, oh my god, what a fucking pompous ass. Like, wow. It's amazing he's a likable character. It is. It is pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can totally imagine, like, a different version of Lost where, like, Michael Emerson got, like, you know, uh, I don't know, he got some kind of, he got sick or something and he couldn't, like, make the audition or he, he got hired on some other job and he, and so he never got the, the call or whatever and mm-hmm. somebody else ends up playing that part and it's just, like, the three episode arc that they intended and, we just get a completely different show yeah. where it's just a completely different character. And I, I you know, <laughs> I, I feel like that, that part is so dependent on Michael Emerson that I, I can't really, it's hard to judge the character independently of that, mm-hmm. you know, because what he does on screen is like, I, 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 he just, he doesn't really get judged on the same level as other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a super character. Yeah, exactly. Well, alright, um, we're turning these, uh, commentary podcasts into the same length as our original <laughs> series. Uh, these are getting long. Yeah, they are. I, 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 well, I feel like we've made some, we've made some big discoveries about Lost recently and, and that's sort of added to the length. Um, and I think also like we're hitting a point in season two where like some of the bigger questions are coming up. Yeah. You know, like for a while there we're watching like Fire Plus Water and the whole truth, you know, where it's just like, <laughs> It's not quite as much in terms of like mm-hmm. the bigger picture. Yeah. You know. So I mean, we'll see what happens when we get to season 3. <laughs> oh, season 3. Some of those some of those episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's just I just remember that the desert wasteland that is the first part of season 3. Yeah. Cuz we're lucky now. Like this is the good part of season 2 that we're in right now, yeah, you know. This is, like, this is some of the best of lost. The last like the last few episodes are have been very good, you know, like with just a lot of really interesting uh plot developments and really like building uh tension and building the plot and like the ending of this, like it was great, you know. So yeah. it's like uh, when I compare that to some of the stuff that I know is coming soon, it's like, oh, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna have to sit. We're gonna. You just mentioned the sheriff. That's something that's coming up pretty soon. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Hope you're excited for that. Oh, the sheriff, the most important lost character ever. Mm-hmm. So important, she was killed off screen. <laughs> that's when you know you're important. <laughs> Like, they actually took the time to say that. That yeah. tells me they really didn't want to bring her back. <laughs> yeah, you're never coming back if that happens. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, she was killed off screen in that, in that attack. Like, oh really? Oh, I, no. I, I, I don't believe you, sir. <laughs> that sounds like bullshit. Oh, are you it's, it's a conspiracy theory? She's actually still alive? Yes, I think she's still alive. She was behind it all the I whole think, time. I think she's a smoke monster. She probably is a smoke monster. Why not? Why wouldn't she be? 
It's all about the meaning, right? The meaning we place on these things. Exactly. Man, that'd be so weird if we found out like half the characters are smoke monsters. <laughs> and it just and that was the whole point. Like it's just a battle between like how many pe- how many are are there just people and how many of the people are smoke monsters. Like. <laughs> oh, that would be such a weird show. It's kind of like the thing. Like, like the smoke monsters are just like aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they can sort of spread. They just have to throw each other into the light. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. You just toss them in there. And it's like Jack got thrown in. That's why he woke up in that place where he was. So, like, he's been a smoke monster the whole time. Oh, that's perfect. So they weren't dead the whole time. They were just all smoke monsters the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's my new favorite theory, right? They were there. smoke monsters the whole, the whole time. They were smoke monsters. Damon, why won't you just admit they were smoke <laughs> monsters the whole time? <laughs> I feel like that's the question I want to ask if I ever see them at a panel now. Like, I, that's, I, listen, I know you guys have been over this a thousand times, but just tr- yes or no. Were they or were they not the whole time smoke monsters? <laughs> I'd love to see their reaction to that. The only one who wasn't a smoke monster was was, was smoke monster. Yep, the, the only one who wasn't. <laughs> See, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. That's why he looked like a smoke monster to them. Because he was him, the only one who wasn't a smoke monster. Exactly, because to him, they all look like smoke monsters. <laughs> oh my god, that totally makes sense. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this show makes way more sense like that. <laughs> And that's why he wanted to get off the island because it's exactly. full of smoke monsters. He's trapped there with a bunch of smoke monsters. <laughs> oh man, that makes so much sense. It really does. Oh, of course. It really shouldn't make that much sense. <laughs> There's just no reason. <laughs> My god. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. How many breakthroughs can you have in one podcast? Well, I don't know. We'll find out. They're <laughs> <laughs> all smoke monsters. Wow. Makes so much sense. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, what's funny if we add in my, my theory that, that, you know, once, when you change between a smoke monster and a person, you, like your memory is affected. Mm-hmm. That explains why they don't tell each other stuff. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's a good point. It's good, that's a good, good evidence for your theory. They forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They forget. And then we just have to decide, like, <laughs> Oh my god, that's so crazy. So yeah, now we know why the smoke alarm went off. There it is. <laughs> it was you, Jack. <laughs> you were a smoke monster all along. <laughs> yeah, that's uh You and all your friends. Yeah, that'd be crazy if like every time we saw the smoke monster it was it was one of the losties. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And then we have to, like, decide who was the smoke monster who. Yeah. <laughs> like, all we can say is it's not the other characters that are in that scene. Yeah, exactly. You know, the one that scans Echo, it can't be Echo or Charlie. But I mean, it could be great, anybody else. That's a great idea for, like, a short sci-fi horror film, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's a classic, you know. Characters wake up in a in a place they don't know how they got there and stuff like that and yeah. they start dying one by one and they realize they're all the yeah. killer. They're all the killer. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that's like a that, that's like that ad, that's like adaptation. Uh, you know when he comes up with the three. Mm-hmm. You know. It's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of a high, you know that kind of high concept where it's just it's high concept but it's ridiculous at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a bit like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, identity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that is a similar idea. But I, yeah, I really want the, you know that, you know the monster in the jungle? It's us. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, how, how mind-blowing would that have been? Not, not that it's me or it's him or it's them. Exactly. It's <laughs> Uh, that's the show I want to watch. That show is crazy. Yeah. No one, no one was expecting that answer. Yep. It's us. It's us. Oh my god. And it's like, hey guys, where are we? Home. <laughs> no one expected that either. Uh. And they realize, like, this is where they actually came from. They just thought mm-hmm. they were regular people, but... Right. They were smoke monsters the whole time. They've been smoke monsters the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's so crazy. It's the best theory. <laughs> it's the best theory. It really is, and I'm, I'm like, 99% sure... <laughs> No one has thought of this theory, A, and no one has presented this theory to Damon and Carlton, B. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I, I, um, th- we, we got, <laughs> we got to like piece together evidence that they were smoke monsters the whole time and like present it. Uh, I like that. I feel like that, it totally, I mean, the first, uh, like, obvious step that we can go from there is then therefore as you thought all along vincent is a smoke monster vincent is a smoke monster yep it's just the key thing is he is a smoke monster yep there is no the smoke monster that would be so mind-blowing if they actually told us that (laughs) i I would have been like oh my god what that would have been great phrase there is no the smoke monster. There's only eight, yeah. you know, there's, there's many smoke monsters. Exactly, exactly. Like, I remember there was a two smoke monster theory, mm-hmm. where the, there was like, there was like the good smoke monster and the bad smoke monster. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, but this, cause like the one Locke saw was the good one, and that, that's why it was so beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, this takes it a step further. There's not two, there's like, there's like 40 of them. <laughs> It's a lot of smoke monsters. A lot of smoke monsters. <laughs> but it would explain a lot of things. And it would change a lot of things, too. Yeah. Christian, like, his body somehow got, like, thrown into the cave, and he, he actually was a smoke monster himself. 
And that's why his body wasn't in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too much? Mm, we can take it further. Like, like somehow, I really, I want to explain why his body wasn't in the coffin. I feel like somehow it should fit in. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like well, that's see, a... I'm thinking if they're smoke oh, monsters uh, the whole time, then they were smoke monsters before the plane crash. Ah, right. Okay. See, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, how, how the characters with powers have, were born on the island. They just didn't remember right. it. You know, it's like, right. all these people, that's what I'm saying. Like when they're like, where are we? We're home. Like this is where we came from. Right. Right. So was, they've been out in the world. Yeah. They've been out in the world living life thinking that they were right. regular people, but the whole time they were the smoke monsters. The whole time they were smoke monsters. Oh my God. It's like scary and crazy <laughs> and like, oh my God, what kind of show is that? <laughs> Oh my god, the first flashback where we see someone like transform into the smoke monster off the island. That would have been like, oh my god. Yeah, no, that would have been crazy. That would have been fucking insane. America would not be able to sleep after that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and that's the thing. What, and that's, oh man, that's so, that's a different show, but it's so cool. Yeah, it's a complete. Jacob so. is going around in the real world, and the people he touches are the people who are smoke monsters, <laughs> and he's bringing them to the island so he could, like, bring them home, basically, and, like, collect all the smoke monster people around the world. Oh, my God. That is such a different show. <laughs> but I would watch that show. Yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I brought you here. You see, you're all smoke monsters. <laughs> I gotta go now, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, good night. I can't really add anything to that. No, you could, you could, you can make that work. You can make that work. But, uh, different show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it changes a lot of things. Yeah. Like, Say the least. Like the, all the things. <laughs> like everything that yeah. thing. But not everything, but everything. But pretty much everything. Yeah. Like 90%. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else about three minutes or lost? Um, I'm going to say no. Thank, I think we've covered you. it. <laughs> now that we've got the they were all smoke monsters theory, I think we have to stop there. <laughs> I I think yeah, we can't we can't uh, make any better theories than that at this point. So exactly. <laughs> all right. So uh, then we'll be back next time with uh, that's right. Um, Live together. Die alone. <laughs> part one. <laughs> part one. And maybe part two. And maybe part two. We'll see what we do there. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.